Hey there, and welcome to the Fantasy Fantasia podcast, a podcast where a bunch of Canadian theater nerds gather around and play various tabletop role-playing games, such as Dungeons & Dragons, Monster Hearts, Monster of the Week, Call of Cthulhu, and more. This episode of the Fantasy Fantasia podcast is brought to you and sponsored by the Arts, Culture, and Heritage Fund in Windsor, Ontario, so big thanks to them. My name is Avery Malosh, and I will be your Dungeon Master for tonight's episode of Dungeons & Dragons, Legend of the Silver Flame. Previously in Legend of the Silver Flame, the Fighter Things Club is at the Academy in search of a man named Tenebris, who can help them in their quest to the Silver Flame. They discover that Tenebris is actually Velvet's old stage performance partner, Bones, who cut him out of the group and went solo years ago. Velvet's biggest fan, Dipple, reveals to the group that Bones got his powers and fame from a deal he made with a demon, and that deal ends tonight. Bones had created an armor set called the Levanimous Armor, which could trap his demon inside of it, thus sparing him from having his soul reaped. The group helps him capture the demon, and in return, Bones gives the armor to Lena, who uses four of her monster parts from her collection and imbues their essence in the armor, granting her four monsterish abilities to use at will. With the past finally being put behind Velvet with Bones and Dipple, They spend their final night at the Academy before getting ready to head to the endgame, the Silver Flame. Now let's launch into tonight's session. So our medieval play stage, the curtains <laughs> are drawn, and uh, props to the stagehands and uh, the people who built the stage, because you guys see this featureless, jagged environment. It's all sharp-edged, and this big plane floating in the middle of an endless red void. Within this plane, there are these deep, dark trenches holding who knows what from your worst nightmares. Mm-hmm. Our medieval camera descends into one of the trenches, into the deepest, darkest part of this land. There, you see Sol Katesh standing in her true demonic form. A 12-foot-tall, shadowy figure with shadowy robes almost made of a shadowy silk. Very shadowy, if you can't tell. (laughs) And these piercing yellow eyes through the veil of shadow around her head, holding a staff with an orb floating, this demonic eye at its end. 
Across from her stands Rak Tulkesh, bound by arcane chains of brilliant golden light, pierced through his already pierced skin. She begins walking toward him, stepping into a pool of blood pouring from Rak Tulkesh's wounds that's formed around him. She stops about ten feet away from him in his draconic body and says, Raktokesh, the rage of war, the incarnation of all sinful impulses that drives mortals to war. This impending war must be making your blood boil. Can you feel it? It was a mere 5,000 years ago that you and I were in this very pit, having this very conversation. <laughs> you stood so arrogantly proud of what you had accomplished. No demonic overlord had stepped foot in true form on the material plane. It was glorious to watch you fall from the depths of this pit on that very day. I am the manifestation of secrets and fear. Your fall from power was not kept quiet among the Nine Hells. Fear no longer belongs to Raktokesh. You never learn, brother. If you want something done correctly, you never reveal your hand until it is too late for your enemy. And she extends her hands to the left and right, spreading them wide. And out of the shadows of this endless pit, you see Verna step forward. <gasps> Dark and misty, like Sulkatesh's as well. Her eyes, this piercing yellow, the same as hers. And then another Mistra steps from another side of the shadows. And a third... Or not Mr. And a third Verna steps from the shadows. Oh my god. And a fourth Verna steps and a fifth until no. there's in the double digits of all the same illusions of Verna's surrounding Raktokesh. Mortals do have their uses after all, it appears. I never knew what you saw in that little girl from Bloomberg. Perhaps you saw nothing, and she was a flesh vessel, as you desperately sought shelter from those who once called you king. It is a shame you have become so dependent on them. There will always be secrets to fuel my essence. But I ask you this, Rage of War. What wars will mortals have for you to feed from? if there are none left on the material plane. I do hope you enjoy my ascension from the best seat in the house. She turns away from Rack, brings her arms to her side, and literally just starts flying away. She mm. begins levitating. And all the Vernas, still staring at Rack, begin floating from where they're standing until they ascend high into the darkness above. Rack is left looking down at his own pool of blood. And the blood under him begins to swirl gently as he's staring at it intently until an image appears in it. A sort of misty vision of Lena 
standing there. And he drops his head. But then another image appears of Dar An image of Darian. And he lifts his head once more. And a smile creeps along his eyeless, draconic head. So you guys are at the academy. You just woke up from... <laughs> uh, you just... You just woke up uh, sharp in the morning after the crazy night you guys had, uh, the lovely night for Velvet in the end. Um, it is a beautiful day in the academy, and uh, you guys all have met outside of the hall where Bones gave his lecture. You decided to meet there in the morning. Um, what would you like to do? Good morning. You see, Velvet has a collection of, like, semi-bound parchment under his arm, and he's just putting uh, the last furious notes, kind of scribbling and smiling at everyone. How's everyone's oh. evening? Good morning. Uh, what you got there? Oh, oh, nothing, nothing. Just, uh, oh, just, just Velvet, some crazy ideas. What are you hiding? No, and he tries this... to grab for some of the parchment. Yeah, Velvet pulls away. <laughs> The sigh keeps on going. Can I roll to see if I actually get a parchment? Oh, wow. You want to, like, grapple this shit? I want to wrestle a Uh, I guess uh, if you want to go after it that intently, um, yeah, you can roll to sleight of handed, I guess. Who has the mending cantrip? You you can uh, do anything to get out of the way of it. (laughs) Whatever whatever you want, man. (laughs) Well, that's only eight, so... Yeah, I actually cast Dimension Door, and I... Yeah, I figured, I figured. <laughs> I appear, like, 20 feet behind side. I go, no, no, Sai, I, hey. trust me, as a fan of Gnome and Bones, I think you will appreciate this by the end. All right, well, fine. I'll see what, I, you, what you're doing later. Uh, I, Lena and yeah. Bree. Good morning. Hey, Lena's hey. already wearing the armor. <laughs> Keeping it on all the time. Wow. I assume you look super badass, right? I mean, Avery seems to look badass. Oh, it's like that dark uh, treated leather that looks glossed over. There's like the red accent. It It looks sweet for sure. Lena, it suits you. It, girl, love it. Uh, Love it. I tend to agree with my friend Velvet here. My my goodness, it looks good on you. It's Thanks. Very cool. it's 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 heavy. I'm not used to wearing armor because I never did. So it's a it's an adjustment, but uh, it'll do. I think the better question is, and she turns to Velvet and goes, "How was your night?" It was wonderful. We caught up. Mm. We, you know, I I don't know if we're gonna survive this. Does it, everyone else is thinking that, right? It's not just me. Oh yeah, we could all die for sure. It, Cool. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I, At least we're I wasn't all on the same page. Thinking that, but gosh, now I oh, am. Oh, um, honestly, I I could think of like you just give me one minute, and I could name like a hundred different ways that we could die: disembowelment, explosion, evaporation, oh, um, combustion. Uh, can can, can we, we not get into that right now? <laughs> okay. Sorry, but I think of that like all the time. <laughs> so it's uh, oh, we are fighting demons. Hellspawn. <laughs> It worries Velvet. Velvet's very worried. Well, yes, we're but not we live in the moment. Yeah, we're, we're not in battle right now. Let's let's enjoy this beautiful campus. It is beautiful, isn't it? It is. It is. Mm. Did you have the breakfast? It was delicious. Oh, they gave me um, buckwheat waffles. 
My oh. favorite. Yes, oh, delicious. With buckwheat waffles. With, with schnozberry compote. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Um, as you guys are talking about compost and, and whatnot. Okay. Compote. Um, we compote. give you only quality, oh, Avery. Yes. <laughs> only quality. Uh, a man on a horse uh, approaches your group with a messenger bag on his side, and he says, I am looking for the the Fighter Things Club. Is Are you the Fighter Things Club? Velvet, like, strums the lair. Yeah. <laughs> I have a letter for you. And he extends his arm uh, toward all in the middle of you for whoever wants to grab it first. Uh, Bree, go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, Bree takes the letter and opens it. That will be 75 gold, please, for the service. Bree, give it back. Give it back. <laughs> <laughs> you can't give it back we opened it isn't there that saying if oh. you break it you buy it we technically broke the envelope oh fine i have money to spare here and she throws him a bag gold. i'm just gonna try to find ways to deplete lena of all her gold <laughs> and she has so much like the stupidest thing i, had to, I was like charged 100 gold for breakfast all right yeah yeah <laughs> did you have Thank the buckwheat waffles too <laughs> Uh, no, I had to pay for them, so I just decided not to eat, and I forged for some mushrooms out back. <laughs> anyway, Bree, what does that yes. letter say that I just spent a lot of money on? Yeah, uh, you, you open the letter, and it's a letter from Kanos, actually. Um, the letter entails that um, him and his army have by the time you will receive this letter, made it to the edge of the lake and they'll be, they are waiting for your arrival before Whew. they make any other moves. Okay. That's good news. Yes. Yes, this is good. We, we might win. I'm thinking what, like 10%, 15, maybe, maybe even 18%. Oh, probably more than that. I mean, Absolutely. maybe, positively. maybe your speech has gone around to some more communities and we might get some more armies showing up. Oh, mm. I forgot about that, Bree. Sometimes I'm magnified by my, or mystified by my own talent. You're so right. Bree, <laughs> like, you look back down to the letter and then you see a postscript. P.S. I have not received word from any of the other kingdoms yet. Hopefully they will show up. Velvet is just smiling, completely proud of himself right now. Um, yeah, Bree, Bree totally doesn't say anything. She just folds the letter back. Yeah. <laughs> His name is Velvet, uniter of the worlds. Well, with that good news, uh, how should we spend today? Well, when are we hoping to hit the road? Uh, and how long is it supposed to, to take to get to the lake or to, to where we want to go, Avery? Uh, a, good, a good chunk of the day. Okay. Okay. So it seems like we probably don't have too long here. So maybe let's mm. let's all do something over. I, I think we got a few hours and I know there's a gift shop. Mm, oh. So, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just have a quick errand to run. So do we want to just run our quick errands and get back to the wagon and get on down to war? That sounds good, Chief. Yeah? Cool. Can I call you Chief? I don't think so. No? Okay. All right. Well, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll work on that. I don't okay. think so. <laughs> I like Velvet. Thank you. I like Velvet, the uniter of the world. Mm, I'm going I'm to go with that. Okay. Well, the glue um, of the nations. And as he's singing about himself, he walks away. <laughs> so what kind of things do people want to get done at the Academy before you guys hit the road toward the end? Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, so Sai is going to actually uh, try to head to the um, headmaster, uh, president, 
what, what is the uh, the top the di- person? The director of the school. The director of the school. Okay, so um, I don't know what who they are, but uh, um, who who are who is the director of the school? <laughs> the name was actually never mentioned oh, in okay. the last se- session. Right. But uh, Sai, so you begin looking around and you travel toward the directory to get a sense of direction, <laughs> as a directory provides. Uh, you see that it says Director Vendala's office. Vendala. Okay, well, I think I'm going to go, and he kind of like eyeballs where he is, and over there, and points towards where the office is. All right, and uh, as Sai is heading in that direction, what would everybody else like to be doing? Um, I think Nina's going to go, (laughs) I think she might go and find Darian and try to, uh, (laughs) Work him a bit harder on his training because she's really concerned he's gonna die. <laughs> Depending on what you roll, I'll level him up a certain amount. I was gonna say. <laughs> That's good. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, you you know Darian's actually probably sleeping in uh, as as he does. He's of very careless he sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, so Lena, you head toward his dorm because you know where that is. Uh, Bree and Velvet, how about you guys? So, um, Brie, as Velvet's walking away, she's just going to telepathically say to him, like, um, hey, Velvet, when you're done your errand, um, could we chat before we head out? And then um, she's going to he- start walking around the, uh, the academy, and she's going to head to the Church of Mistra that she remember, remember seeing in the directory. Okay. Um, as, as you say that, Brie, Velvet, you notice that you and Brie are actually alone. Uh, everybody has departed in this moment. Uh, Velvet turns and says, there's no better time than the present, Brie. What's up? Okay. Um, well, you're, you're right with how dangerous this mission we're going into is. And I've been thinking about it a lot that we might not come out of it. And that I don't want to have any regrets or say anything or leave anything unsaid before we go into battle so I just wanted to say thank you for everything you've been so nice to me and you've seen things in me that I never thought anyone would things that I never saw in myself and I have a lot more confidence now I haven't talked telepathically since since we got to uh, since we left Ilderchester. I know I've never seen your mouth move this much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know it's 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 crazy and I'm I just want to say I'm really grateful to you for that and um, she steps forward and she gives him just a really gentle nervous kiss Aww. and then she steps Aww. back and smiles and she says I, I thought I'd try out the patented velvet smooth cords thank you oh, oh. I love that and oh, she blushes and hard she uh, then she gets a little bit more her face gets more serious and she says I'm think it's wonderful that you and Bones have reunited and I just wanted to say that I wish you two every happiness I think you see his swirling gray eyes start to get a little bit teary and he kind of swallows it down and says, of course, Bree. And he puts his hand on your shoulder and says, just like Giriad would have said, we're Tiglock. That's right. And um, she 
reaches into her pocket, she takes hold of his hand, and she places the sapphire that he gave her in it. Hmm. And she says, in case anything happens to me, she said, I, I think you should give this to him when you're ready. And she closes his hand over it. Hmm. I, I think he's probably at a bit of a loss for words right now, so I think you just see, like, this toothless smile kind of break over his face and it probably looks like he's more trying not to cry than anything and just takes a deep breath and says well whew, I uh after all that's a said and done Brie however it goes I'm gonna miss you same but not just yet and he smiles yeah let's <laughs> let's go save the world Mm. Velvet uniter of the nations He's the glue that holds the world together Says as he's walking away Still thinking that he's like summoned like 90 countries in for this battle <laughs> totally more distant unaware. lands as well Yeah, nobody has no idea the truth <laughs> So uh, let, let's follow Velvet for a moment then Velvet, where are you headed off to? Yeah, he's going to go back into the lecture of, of Bones You know, I assume that Bones probably had some work to do in the morning so they didn't really get to see each other too much I think he probably ate his buckwheat waffles by himself and hmm. as he was eating it while he was uh, finishing the last of the schnozberry compote he had an idea and he's been writing it down all morning as he's clutching these uh, semi-bound parchments and he's going to go into uh, the Bones's lecture which I hope will be like at least ending a little bit soon because he wants uh, to ask Bones something Okay, sweet. Uh, so you go to the same hall, uh, Bones's lecture hall, and uh, he has a much smaller group of students this time as you enter in. And he is just speaking to them directly, and you notice that he has uh, a sort of arcane projection of a specific type of monster that he's pointing out the anatomical parts of. And um, at the press of a button, he, this projection can like open up to show the monster's innards and it's very disgusting but none of the students are phased or his bones as he is used to this work and um and he says and you must absolutely remember that the monster's bladder the the monster's bladder is the most dangerous part of it you want to stay away from that when doing your work and opening them up everybody understands so i expect to see intact bladders on my desk by next week and he kind of claps his hands together and when he claps his hands together he looks up and he sees you standing at the top of the lecture hall and he just stands there like a statue with his hands together uh locking eyes with you and without breaking eye contact he just waves to his students with his hands saying dismissed and they all stand up and uh, take their exit out of the hall. Velvet jumps down the, the stairs, I guess, leading up to this kind of area and uh, jumps up on, uh, is there like a stool or a podium that he can kind of sit up on so they're kind of eye to eye? Yeah. Yeah, he, he climbs up on it, his feet are dangling, and he's like, wow, wicked lecture. You know, I hear that if you dissect the bladder properly, you're in winner. <laughs> <laughs> He just smiles and looks at his feet. <laughs> that was probably my third worst joke ever. Um, yes. Thank you, by the way, for the lovely evening. And, uh, well, I, I just wanted to ask you something, Bones. I I got an idea, and uh, f f feel free to say no, because, I mean, it's, it's been a while, and I'm sure we're probably a little bit rusty. And it, you know what? It's probably better if I just show you. And he grabs the parchment in his hand and lays it down on the podium for him. And you see when... 
it's in view that it says um, Gnome and Bones, the reunion show. And he says, I have devised a one song that I think is the best song I have ever written. It's about my friends and family and you and, and our adventures and the world almost being over. And, and well, I need a wicked, wicked backup band because I'm going to take this last song to the battlefield. And I have some ideas and I... Well, I could use some backup dancers. And you see the drawing that he has is like him on the center of this kind of like stage. And there's like a bunch of different uh, undead monsters behind him. And he says, I need the biggest dance crew you've ever made. <laughs> so wait, sidebar, you want him this for the battle you guys are heading toward? Or after, yeah, like, as like, a reunion? No, no, no. Like the battle. Like I, he, oh. I, 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 I want to summon my known powers and put on like half concert, half fight with an <laughs> oh undead. Chorus. That's Holy shit. <laughs> he he's smiling as he's looking down and he says Velvet, this this is beautiful. I the, I promised myself though that I would never step foot on that island again. I've seen too many bodies and I've used too many bodies. I uh I, I don't know if I can I don't know if I can go. That's okay. Just uh just think about it. If not, I'll see you after we save the world. <laughs> he places, still looking at the papers, his eyes well up a little bit, and he places his hand on yours, and he says, a reunion would be nice. <laughs> it's all I've longed for for these years. The choreography's already written for you. He, like, winks at him. <laughs> <laughs> I will definitely need to review it. I don't know if I can trust your eye velvet still. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know what? You know me. I'll do the notes. You do the rest. It's the way we've always been. <laughs> and I say that we show these demon fuckers the performance of a lifetime. And I know that you've had your fill of, of death, Bones, but Bones, this is different. This is this is fighting for life. We are fighting monstrous hellspawn. They don't even belong on this plane. And they're coming to us to take everything we have. And trust me, I vomit, like, every time Lita kills something. Like, it's bad. I, every <laughs> single time. But but I think that this time we need to give them a performance so mind-blowing that they will remember it in the ninth hell. What do you say? Hmm. Roll persuasion. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, that is 23. Wow. Mm. Oh. He gives it some really hard thought. You can tell there's, uh, he's torn in his mind. He really wants to, but he's also almost scared, you see, of uh, stepping back into that realm that you guys just put to bed yesterday. Um, and he says, I will give it some thought, Velvet. Um, but don't be afraid to leave without me. I understand time is of the essence. Oh, you don't have to come with me. We're leaving today. I am sure you're going to need your time. Just, you know where to find us. That's all I'm saying. I, uh, I actually don't even know if I have my powers anymore now that the demon is gone. Take your time, Bones. If you don't, like I said, I'll see you after. He steps back from Bones and hands him the 
Sorry, Steph, did, what did you give me? Sapphire? I forgot to write it down. The sapphire, yeah. A sapphire, yeah. So he steps back and he hands Bones a sapphire and puts it in his hands and kind of closes his fingers around it and says, and, uh, yeah, Bones, in case I don't see you, this is for you. I love you. And he kisses him, and then he leaves the lecture building. Oh. And Bone stands there, looking at his own reflection in the sapphire. Not sure if he's loving it or not, his own reflection. The sapphire is beautiful. <laughs> and very quietly under his breath, he looks up to the doorway that just closes as you go through, and he says, I love you too, Velvet. Always have. Now, hmm. sigh. Yeah. You approach the office door of Director Vandala, and this is the most prestigious office entrance you haven't even been in that you've ever seen. Uh, there's like beautiful marble columns and statues on top of all the greatest uh, scholars and thinkers of uh, the, the ages, and it's, it's just very over the top. Uh, there's uh, the sound of running water, but you don't see a fountain anywhere, but it soothes you as you stand there on the very plush carpet. And the secretary just sitting outside of the office finally waves you in and opens the door for you. You enter into the office and you see Director Vandala, the ancient dragonborn uh, with this scaly white skin and the electric blue eyes with almost tingles of electricity inside of them, looking back to you with her arms crossed in front of her, sitting at this majestic oak desk with these dragon claws for legs. So, yeah, he's he's a little bit intimidated because this is like his dream. He, you know, this is like the place he's always wanted to go and he finally made it into the director's office. And so he goes and he's like, oh, uh, uh, good, good morning, uh, Director Ven, uh, Vendala. Is that how you pronounce it? Yes, that is correct, oh, Vendala. Uh, Vendala, yes, yes. Uh, hello, uh, my name is Sayar Gatha. Um, we are traveling here. We, 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 we've been... I'm sorry. Uh, I'm a bit nervous. Um, she sniffs the air around you with <laughs> uh, just very subtly, and she says, I smell a very powerful magical essence around you, Mr. Argatha. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, I've been... I've been practicing for for many years, and uh, and, and I am but a, a wizard from a small town. But um, I like to think that I'm pretty good at what I do. And what brings you to my office today? Well, I, uh, I, I we are on a quest. We are. Um, I, I don't know if you've heard, but we are on our way to the the island uh, of the Silver Flame, and um, well. I, I had I actually had two uh, reasons for visiting you today. One is um, I wanted to see if I could get some recommendations from you about um, things that I could I could use. Uh, maybe perhaps some some fellow professors that that might be able to help uh, my, myself and my friends as we head off into this big battle. Um, and then, well, I wanted to talk to you about if, you know, if we survive. <laughs> um, I was hoping, well, I came here a while ago to, to, to be here, to, to study here, and to, to, to 
a study with the, um, the per wonderful scholars here, and I was wondering if you might be able to find a place for me here. As a student, she raises an eyebrow. Perhaps? I mean, I, I would love the opportunity to, to teach, but, um, but, you know, of course, I, I haven't studied under the, the great magicians of the, uh, of, um, the great wizards of the, of the era, so, um... Sigh. Oh, she raises oh. one of her claws. <laughs> you may breathe. Okay, okay. <laughs> As she places her <laughs> hand on your shoulder and and tries to release you of your tension. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I... We are a very welcoming, open institution who would be happy to accept you with open arms. If you have anything specifically that you study or any discoveries you'd like to bring to us or any work you'd like to do, we'd be more than happy to I, accommodate. Do, I, I do. I do. I, I have studied transmutation for for many many decades, and and uh, and did you know I studied I had studied dragons specifically a red dragon. I made some wonderful f observations, and I, I'd be happy to to be a part of your faculty if if you'd have. They me. are certainly they are certainly the mightiest of my kind. Oh, indeed, yes. <laughs> now, per your first request, I understand the situation that is impending with the Lords of Dust. Mm. I had planned on sending some of my own students and trusted faculty to go to the island as well. I'd be more than happy to help you in any way that I can. I understand that time may be of the essence, though. Indeed. Mm. We are heading out today. She kind of scratches her chin. Today. Mm -hmm. There... She kind of snaps and she says, There is a man at this academy who specializes in weaving scrolls and writing magical scrolls. Mm. His name is Sidian. I'm sure if you send him with my word, and uh, she begins writing a letter for you, that he should be able to accommodate you to give you some extra strength in your journey. As for your friends, there are item tinkerers around uh, who would be more than happy, I'm sure, to help with any uh, weapons or armor they have, or uh, magical items especially. Um, but again, time is of the essence, so Indeed. maybe stop by yours first. Okay, uh, that's a good idea. Well, well, thank you. Thank you so much, Director Vendala. Um, I... Vendala, uh, excuse me. Um, I'm, I'm so grateful, and I'm, I'm so uh, honored to be offered this opportunity to, to get help and to, to work with everybody, so thank you. I will I will go visit Sidian right away. The honor is mine to cultivate minds like yours. So young and jumping and limber in such an old body, if you don't mind me saying, she laughs. <laughs> well, the secret is knee bends. <laughs> and he kind of demonstrates ah. them. Yes. <laughs> and she raises her Oh, yes, yes. And uh, at that point, there's a knock on her office door. Her secretary uh, gives her a quick message that her next appointment is uh, ready to enter. And she says, go, Sai, go to Sidian. He should help you. And best of luck as you travel toward the island. I look forward to working with you after. Ah, oh, thank you. And Sai kind of skips out, not not really, you know, just a little subtle, a little sort of skip in his step. Yeah, 
Um, we'll stick with you for a bit. Um, she gives oh, okay. you directions toward uh, Sidian's laboratory, his sort of workshop. Um, so you go to a different part of the campus um, where there's a lot more metal clanging going on, weapons being forged, um, and you eventually come to this one workshop where when you enter, there are just scrolls everywhere. There's one mm. central work table where there's a, uh, a dragonborn man standing with his back to you, uh, writing feverishly with a bunch of different uh, materials used for spells surrounding him on this table. And, uh, and he brings his hands up and speaks a few words. And then a giant puff of smoke goes up and he goes, ah, ah, and it fills the room very quickly and he's waving it. But then he kind of waves his arms and all the smoke retracts into a ball in his hand. And then he smushes it and it just disappears. Oh, oh, oh excellent. I, you have to teach me that one day. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> hello, friend. My own trick of the trade. Oh, yes. Uh, hello. Uh, uh, my name is Sayargatha. You, you must Sayargatha. be... Sayargatha. Yes. Pleasure to meet you. My name is Sidian. Oh, so nice to meet you. <laughs> oh, I have this, and this is a, a letter from uh, Director Vendala. Uh-oh, am I in trouble? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, uh, she's just explaining uh, why I'm here. Ah, okay. Uh, he snags the letter uh, quickly out of your hands and skims it at, like, very quick rate. He says, ah, okay, okay. So you're leaving uh, how soon? Uh, well, in perhaps a few hours. Not, not very long at all. Okay. <laughs> so you're like for a little bit of, a little bit of a power up, and he already uh, turns away from you and starts looking at the various pieces of parchment uh, hanging. Some of them have spells on them, some of them do not, and are blank. And he says, "So what kind of power up are you looking for? Do you have any ideas, or?" Oh, you know, I was, I was hoping to find something that might uh, help us with um, fighting, fighting this evil. Right, 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 right. Can, he, can he you says, suggest okay, 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 okay. perhaps something? Uh, let's see here. Well, I mean, really, uh, the world's your oyster. I mean, I have certain mm. materials for certain spells around my shop, but you only have three hours, he scratches his head. I, mm -hmm. I think I could manage to make three, school, three scrolls from scratch for you, that but uh, I'm actually going to need your help if we're going to make it happen in that time frame. Mm. I, what can I do to help? You're going to help me make these babies. And he kind um. of beckons you over <laughs> to his table. He puts down uh, his three finest pieces of parchment. Not that you'd be able to tell necessarily, <laughs> but he kind of just rubs them and he says, and he sniffs them. He says, ah, that's the good stuff. That is the good stuff. And he grabs a, a quill and puts one in your hand. And you feel this electricity almost enter your fingertips as you're holding it. Ooh. And he says... You're a wizard, you know spells. I want you to tell me exactly which spells you want to put on these scrolls, but I have to let you know, the harder the spell is, the harder it is it's gonna be to make that scroll. And oh, under the, the time stretch, the time crunch here, uh, it might not work out. You mm. know what I'm saying? Okay, well, uh, let's let's go to it. Um, how do so, I... So as the, so yeah, as the DM, the I'll explain that. Yeah, yeah. Um, basically, you, Kim, we talked. You have a list of spells that piqued your interest. And basically, if you want a level 9 spell, you have to roll a crit in order to be able to write it out correctly. Okay. If you want a level 8 spell... You will have to roll an arcana. You're doing an arcana roll. Yep. Uh, you'll have to get a 28 or higher for it to be successful. Uh, level 7 is 26. Level 6 is 24. Uh, do you see the pattern here? Uh, the lower yes. the spell, the easier it will be to create the scroll. But there is a chance of failure because of the time crunch. Hmm. 
So, Sai, which which spells would you like to try <laughs> to get on these okay. scrolls and gamble, roll the dice? Oh, wow. Oh, dear. Okay. 50 so, 50 machine. I know, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. Okay. Um, you know what? I'm going to go for it and try to get a level nine spell. I want time <laughs> okay. stop. Okay, so uh, yeah, how time he and he can. Um, Sidian raises his eyebrows and gives a whistle. Wow, go big or go home, am I right? Absolutely. If there's anything Velvet has taught me, it's to go big or go home. <laughs> and uh, he's like, all right, you need to grab those materials, uh, grab that tool over there. And he begins okay. giving you very quick instructions. And as you're trying to keep up and you're writing the scroll and mixing things together, splashing it on the parchment, get, making a mess of yourself, Sai, I need you to roll Arcana for me. <laughs> Okay, well, this, okay. I have to get. I have to. You have to right. get a crit for, to get okay. a level nine. Oh man! Oh my god! Okay, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is not a crit. It's a fifteen. So nope. Fifteen. <laughs> all right. So he finishes writing it. You've mixed it all in. He says, "Okay," and he grabs some uh, this uh, Bunsen burner, and he's like, "This is gonna look weird, but trust me." And he starts okay. lighting the scroll on fire. And he says, he puts his hand on his shoulder. He says, "Wait for it. Wait for it. What?" Oh, fuck. And then immediately the scroll just blows up on the table, oh, sending oh, soot and all these fleshy, gross materials all over you guys. And when the smoke settles, you're, you're standing looking at each other, and you guys have uh, are completely blue from, <laughs> from the scroll exploding. <sighs> well, well, I am so sorry, Sai. Sometimes, sometimes that happens. Uh, um, but, but hey, we got two more scrolls. Uh, there, that only right. took an hour. That's right. Let's not waste time. Okay, well, uh, I was uh, reaching there a little bit. Um, let's uh, go big, but maybe not so big. Maybe even a little, little lower big. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. Let's do... I'm going to try for reverse gravity. That's a level seven spell. All right, reverse okay. gravity. So roll Arcana for me. Okay. Oh, that's a crit. <laughs> so. Oh, oh my god! Oh, oh man! Oh, no. Well, no. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Okay, so you guys are mixing things together. He brings up a vial and he kind of smiles to you and he says, This is a vial of gravity. I know. And he smashes it on the scroll. <laughs> Just crazy shit. And then he, again, he grabs his little flame and he lights it at the bottom. He says, Wait for it. Wait for it. Waiting. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And uh, the fire just be, it catches on top of the scroll, runs along its surface without lighting it, and woof, the fire disappears at the very top. And the ink, the words that are on it seem to glow with this reddish, uh, bluish, translucent hue. And he rolls it up and puts it in a very special uh, heart leather case for you and hands it to you and says, congratulations, Sai. We have made you a scroll of reverse gravity, my friend. Excellent. So what, okay. so what is reverse gravity? I mean, it seems self-explanatory, but what does it do, Sai? Yes. Okay. The spell reverses gravity in a 50-foot 50, 50 radius, 100-foot high cylinder centered on a point within range. So basically, um, any creatures that aren't anchored fall upward and reach the top of the area. So like, they just kind of, and they have to make a dex saving throw, but um, they basically just go upward. <laughs> <laughs> a 50-foot radius. That's, that's crazy. That's huge. Yeah. That's awesome. That might come yeah, and, in how handy. and how scrolls work, it's a one-time use. Once you use it once, the scroll burns up, and that's it. But you, ha you okay. have a scroll of reverse gravity. There you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't imagine I'd probably want to use that a lot. So, uh, 
Well, maybe I would, but but <laughs> in battle, maybe not. Um, Boost the morale of people, entertain them a bit, get them flowing. Yeah, there now. you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that uh, that final scroll sigh as he claps his hands together. What are you oh. thinking? Hmm. Let's see. Uh, you know what? Let's go with. Uh, let's go to a, a, a six-level spell. Let's go flesh to stone. Flesh to stone, okay. Flesh to stone, yes. So he goes uh, through a similar process. Uh, he prepares the scroll. He writes it out for you and rolls some arcana for me. All right. And that is a... That's a 20. 20, and it was a level six spell? Uh, Yeah. Okay, so he finishes writing it. He casts uh, the flame at the very bottom. And again, he just holds you waiting for it, waiting for it. And then that scrolls well, blows up on the table and stone and other debris is cast at you guys. And you guys are now blue and covered in soot. <laughs> well, at least, at least it matches my robes. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Sai. I, I did my best. It's just uh, if I had a little more time, I'd be able to help you. But uh, That's okay. I, I appreciate the help. And uh, we did our best. And uh, at least I got one out of it. So um, hey, yeah. thank you. Was this your first time making scrolls? I was. It was. I, I, you know, I had no idea what, what you did with the, the fire. And the, oh, that was just wonderful. I'm, I'll have to learn that from you sometime. <laughs> no one makes scrolls like Sidian. And he kind of gives you a wink. Um, about the blue, it should come off, but uh, <laughs> I, I would double check. Oh, dear. Oh, okay. If it All doesn't, right. come back and see me if you have time. <laughs> okay. It's my camouflage. I have to just like, see a lot of things that are blue. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, sir. Uh, I, will, I hope to be able to come back and study with you. Hey, you're coming to the to the college here. That's amazing. Yes. I hope to see you. Th- I hope to see you sometime, Sai. After you're done, uh, whatever you're doing on the island, there. Saving the world. <laughs> yeah, ain't we all? And he kind of turns around back to his scroll, not realizing the levity of <laughs> what <Right>. you say. <laughs> and yeah, uh, all right. Okay. So let's move over to Lena. Yes. So, Lena, uh, you head th- through the part of the campus that where all the dormitories are, and uh, you actually know where Darian's room is. You guys, uh, I'll assume you guys kind of walked together the night before, and your room actually wasn't too, too far from his as well. Uh, you, c- you come to the door, and you notice that it's still locked. <sighs> she sighs, knowing he's probably sleeping in, and uh, just l- knocks really loudly on the door and says, uh, Darian, it's like way past breakfast. Oh shit! And you hear a smash in his in his room. He's fuck. Uh, he's very quickly getting dressed. He smashes. You feel the wooden door uh, shift toward you as he smashes into oh. that as well. Sorry, sorry. Are they gone? Is everybody gone? Crap! And he opens no, the no, door. No, no, and says, no. Hey, hey, breathe. Oh, sorry. I I thought I missed it. Did I miss the? No. I didn't miss the island, right? Uh, what day no. is it? It's Darian. Breathe. It's it's fine. No. Um, the group wants to leave in a few hours. Oh, a few hours. You could have let me sleep longer. And he kind of sits back down. <laughs> just kind of laughs. Just, well, we're going into quite the battle, Darian. So, um, and it, to be honest, it's making me pretty nervous. So, I don't know. I thought maybe if you weren't doing anything, unless you want to go back to sleep, which is your choice. But if you don't want to, maybe we could, I don't know, 
practice uh, practice some fighting. I mean, I'm not as strong as I used to be, and uh, you're still training up, so thought maybe we could use the time wisely unless you have any other ideas. <laughs> he looks to you with a coy smile. He says, you sure you're not nervous about anything else? <sighs> Was I supposed to tell them this morning? No, no, we were gonna we were gonna wait until uh, what? Till we get closer to the to the lake there. Right, 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 right. Sorry, I'm... that's that's where we're gonna we're gonna meet uh, mm-hmm, my my friend mm-hmm. there and get it all done. Get it, get it all done. Right. Get her, um, get her, get her done. Yeah. Get her done. <laughs> uh, well, in that case, um, I would love battle tips. I would love okay. more training. Please, anything you can give me. <laughs> okay. 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 Um, is there like a, a I, they're obviously not going to fight in the in the room. Is there like a like a big green space anywhere nearby? I'm assuming they can. Yeah, there, there's a beautiful uh, field with uh, flowers. It's kind of what, oh, what, what are those called? Like the little like green patches on universities. Why is the word escaping me? Like a courtyard. Um, yeah, a courtyard? something like there's like a courtyard where. Okay. Part... Yeah, yeah, courtyard. Yeah. Sorry, courtyard. I cut okay. out for a second. We'll say, uh, yeah, you guys go to a courtyard where there's just some students uh, sitting in the grass, either eating or practicing little bits of magic, but you have an open area. Um, as she's kind of getting her, her new weapon ready, which is now uh, Lord Thena's short sword, because Lena ain't strong, so she's using dex instead of strength. Um, <laughs> as she's kind of getting it ready and sharpening it, she turns to Darian quick and says, hey, Darian, about what's going to happen later, you, you promise... You're going to be okay, right? It isn't going to do anything to you? Yeah, we'll be fine. We'll be, I'll be fine. She like looks at him and squints her eyes. She's like, you promise? The pause is real. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're, uh, According to my buddy, yeah, it should be, it should be fine. Okay. I have no reason not to trust you. I know you have many reasons not to trust me, but you have given me no reason not to trust you. So, yeah. uh... <clears throat> I, I trust you, Lena. Don't worry. Okay. Well, you better, considering what's going to happen. But, um, and she gets her sword ready and she goes, Are you ready? I don't know if I trust you not to cut me. And he kind of pulls out uh, his uh, dagger and short sword. <laughs> but uh, I'll try to keep up. I promise not to cut your face. How about that? Hey, now that you don't have a rack, I don't know, man. Maybe we stand uh, toe-to-toe, you know? As <laughs> he kind of takes oh. a defensive stance. <laughs> oh, and she's like, she's feeling a little competitive now. She's like, it's it's on. It's on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, roll the hit Darian. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, with my new, I should, oh, I need to like, there's a weapon shop here, Avery, right? Because I literally only have a short sword that's a finesse weapon. So if he disarms yeah, me, I'm fucked. There's like your classic, like, just kind of um, blacksmith who can make stuff for you. Okay, cool. I just want to like pick up some daggers after this. So I literally have just something else. <laughs> do you have enough gold pieces? <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh my okay. god, that's sucked. I got a four plus eight, 12. <laughs> 12. Okay, uh, so you you confidently take a step forward and thrust at him with Thana's short sword, but Darian uh, very quickly parries it with his dagger and he spins to hit you and he rolls a 17. Does that hit? 
Uh, yeah, it does. Oh okay, and, um, oh he smacks you on the back of your head with the flat part of his blade, and he says, oh. Oh. and he kind of starts dancing his body. He's like, oh yeah, oh Lena's, yeah. Lena's eyes are like wide, and she's visibly shocked right now. Oh my God. And she just like lets out this war cry and just charges at him. Oh my okay, God. he actually, oh God. Okay, roll the hit again. She has it. Oh my God. Oh my god, I rolled a three this time, so that's only an 11. <laughs> oh, 11. It's okay. Um, so you go that's to slash so at him, funny. and uh, he just steps out of the way, and then, uh, but he's left himself open and obvious for his next move. So he comes down to slash at you, and you very quickly bring up Thana's blade. And her, her blade is so strong that when you repel his attack, it throws him back a little bit. His arm goes flailing. He's like, oh, as he kind of steps back. He says, okay, okay, <sighs> okay. Okay. Okay, good. I can still fight someone. Okay, but <laughs> and the uh, you guys spend the next uh, little bit yeah, yeah, yeah. going back and forth, and by the end of it all, um, Lena, I'll have you roll wisdom for me as you're trying to part some wisdom <laughs> onto him. <laughs> oh my God, well, this is not gonna go well. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, <gasps> that's a dirty twenty. I rolled yeah. a nineteen. Hey, okay. Thank you, dice gods. So I'll say by the end of it, Darian actually feels like he learned something. He's heaving and puffing and his face is red and you actually expended him quite a bit as you're still standing. He's like on his hands and knees sweating into the grass. And uh, by the end of it all, you guys have gathered a small crowd and you hold your short sword right at uh, his neck and they all are, and they're all like, woohoo, and cheering for you. <laughs> and uh, Darian looks up to you and just smiles and extends his hand to help him up. <laughs> she, uh, she extends her hand to you and says, well, nicely done. You, uh, you continue to surprise me, Darian. I look forward to many more surprises to come for you and I. She blushes hard. <laughs> she blushes and Darian, real hard. <laughs> Darian's feeling pretty good. He leveled up to level five. Yes. yes. I feel like Lena actually really enjoyed that because before it was mostly Rack training her, like kind of in her head and stuff like that in battle mm. and whatnot. And, and so it's really cool, I think, for her to impart some of that wisdom onto him. So. Yeah, you, you've definitely been in the, in the thick of it, you know? You've learned a thing or two. So it's cool mm. to see you can hold your own uh, yeah, without yeah, him. Yeah. Level five, boom. <laughs> what are you guys again? 13. <laughs> 13, yeah. He's getting there slowly. Avery, can I say I picked up some of those daggers? Oh, oh yeah, sorry as well. Um, afterward, oh, you guys uh, he, uh, went to a blacksmith and yeah, you Sweet. definitely got some daggers, no problem. Awesome. Is there anything else you needed or are you all good? No, no, I think that's it. I mean, the short sword's pretty badass, so... Okay, so Steph, you make your way over to the Church of Mistra, and you see uh, standing before you is this beautiful, classic-looking cathedral with the steeples and all, and it has these beautiful green vines running from the length of, from the top to bottom of the steeples, and over the arched entryway, over the arched doorway, there is a blue metallic star with eight points, which you know surely to be the symbol of Mistra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Bree's going to walk to the entrance. She's going to just um, look up at that star for a few seconds and take a deep breath, and she's going to go inside. And what does she see when she goes inside? 
So as you enter, you see this uh, very large hall, and uh, there are these marble columns that line all the way down with uh, your classic setup of pews going in rows with two aisleways on the left and right heading down toward this altar. And you see that there's actually a class in session right now. There's a man at the end who seems to be telling a story about Mistra uh, to a small group of pupils. But uh, you look to the right, and you see that there are a few pictures of previous uh, classes that have graduated from the Church of Mistra. And one of them catches your eye as you see a picture of Verna, a portrait drawn of her, standing next to another person, a a man, uh, another halfling. And they're standing there, and uh, you see under it is a plaque that says "Top of Class." Uh, insert year here. I <laughs> we I don't know what year it is, but like <laughs> insert whatever year. Uh, we'll say about um, forty-five years prior to what it is now. And okay. it says uh, Verna Galbassi, top of her class, with her brother Evrard Gabassi. Breeze a bit shocked by that because uh, Verna's never really discussed her brother with her. Um, no, I think she's just staring at that picture and seeing Verna's face again, um, her eyes start tearing up and, um, then, you know, reading about her being top of her class, she kind of gets a little smile on her face as of course Verna would be, (laughs) she thinks to herself. (laughs) Um, and yeah, she's just going to stare at those picture for a few seconds and then. I think she's going to take a seat in the nearest pew and um, she's going to hold on to her necklace and she's um, just going to pray to Mistra while she's sitting there. She's going to hold on to her necklace and kind of look up at the ceiling of the chapel and she's going to say, um, Mistra, I'm, I'm, I'm not asking for any favors, just I... I'm feeling really alone right now. I haven't heard anything from Verna in a while. I've tried to contact her. She's not answering. I don't know where she is. I don't know if if she's still okay, if she's been hurt or captured or if she's dead. And we're, we're going into this huge battle and I I don't know if I'm going to make it and I, I'm, I'm scared. Can you please just give me a, a, a sign or, or something to, just to help me stay strong? As you pause, you notice that the room has gone silent and your voice echoes through the hall. You look, or uh, as your eyes are closed, you hear a voice say, I'm sorry, but... Did you mention the name Verna? Uh, yes, yeah, yes, I, I, I did. You look um, up she... and you, you see actually the man from the portrait with Verna, her brother, Everard, standing there and in these beautiful robes with stars stitched into it. And the whole class has turned around and is looking at your conversation. And he looks down at you intently with stern eyes and he says... Class is dismissed. Everybody may leave now. But you didn't finish telling the the story of of what Helm did with her after he raised his vi- I don't know. We will pick it up tomorrow, please. Be gone, everybody. 
and everybody gathers their things and exits the hall. I should introduce myself. My, my name is Everard. I, I recognize you from the picture. I am Verna's brother. I am, I am a professor here now. How do you know her? Where is um, she? I, I don't know. That's why I'm here. Um, Verna's my, my mentor. She's, she's been like a, a mother to me. She's raised me from when I was very, very young. And How many years ago? About 40 years ago. His face goes a little white. And he looks down and he says, I, I haven't seen my sister in over 40 years. We worked together here and she left one day explaining that Mistra had contacted her about something of vital importance. And she left. She tends to do that sometimes. <laughs> you say she raised you. Yeah, yeah, she raised me after my, my parents died. Um, she taught me everything that she knows about Mistra. I, I followed her teachings. Huh. And you don't know where she is now? No, no, she was helping my friends and I on this, this mission that we have, and she, she left because Mistra told her that there was something she needed to do, and I haven't seen her since. I've tried to contact her, and she's not answering, and the, the bird that she was using to send messages to me was, was killed, and I haven't heard from her since then. I'm, I'm sorry to hear of these unfortunate events that have occurred. I, and he places his hand on your shoulder, and when he does so, he gets a quizzical look on his face, and he says, You follow the teachings of Mistra? Yes. Strange. It feels as though she is not here with you. Ooh. You are a cleric, uh, yes? Yes, I am. Um, y you mean you can't feel Mistra? You are a cleric and you possess divine powers, but yes. it feels there's a piece that is missing. I'm, I might be able to explain why that might be or have a theory. Um... We were trying to save a town, and I had to help create a force field. And in order to do that, I had to give away my ability to contact Mistra. I had to promise I wouldn't contact her again. <laughs> he whistles and he says, wow, big force field. <laughs> and, it it um, was. We were trying to save a lot of people. Was this at Ildichester? You, yes. How, how did you know? Has word gotten around here? To some, word traveled through one of my students who was planning on returning home once summer came, but had heard their home was no longer there. Well, if it, you can tell them if it's any consolation, we were able to save quite a few people. I, I just hope some of her family members are, are there. They're staying in Losherton right now. He, um, he looks back up to the altar and he says, come with me, Bree. Okay. And he, he brings you to the altar and he just kneels at it and places his elbows on it and brings his hands together and he says, I, I wish to pray with you if you have the time. Of, of course, I, I would be honored to. And she kneels down and, and prays next to him. And you kneel there. Uh, he prays in silence uh, in his mind. 
and you kneel there some time in silence, and if you peek over at him, you see he seems to be concentrating very intently with furrowed brows, and his lips are just moving silently as he silently speaks words in his head. After about 15 minutes, he opens his eyes, breathes, and turns to you, and he says, Bree, your mission is holy, yes? Do you feel it? Yes, yes, we're, we're doing what's right. We're trying to save the world. We're trying to save a lot of people. And why did you come to this church today? Well, because it's Mistress Church. I wanted to feel closer to her, closer to Verna. I, I, I just need some strength. I've, you know, not being able to talk to either of them, I've just been feeling really really alone lately. He nods and looks at the altar for a moment, looks up and begins removing his own necklace, his own symbol of Mistra. And he holds it in his hand and he says, Verna and I were given matching pairs as children. Our duty and our path was predestined for us long ago but we accepted it wholeheartedly. We felt in our hearts that there was a greater purpose to fulfill, even though it may not have been clear to us in that moment. Now, when Verna left, I was, I was angry, angry with Mistra and angry with her, thinking that our purpose was to be together, to work together, to spread her word together. But I think I realize now that Someone else was missing from the picture, and I think it was you, Bree. Mistress sent Verna to you for a reason, and I think it is my duty to help you now. And he places the necklace on the altar, and he begins speaking a prayer, and the necklace begins to glow with this soft emerald green light. And when he finishes the prayer, it lets off a small uh, quip of energy. And he lifts it once more and he says, Now, Mistra is a goddess of her word. You may not contact her of your own means, but if you take mine, I believe you may be able to contact her once and only once for her help one final time in your mission. Thank thank you. He places it in your hands and holds your hands and his with the necklace in it. And he says, if you find Verna, tell her I forgive her and I love her. Of course. Please give this to her if you can to show that. I, I, I will. I'll, I'll tell her all of that and I'll, I'll try to convince her to come visit you. Thank you. My resentment faded long ago, and I just haven't been able to find her, and my duties here must be fulfilled. I hope to see you again, Bree. I would like that. Okay. So you, you now have um, Everard's necklace, his holy symbol of Mistra, which will allow you to um, use divine intervention 
um, once, once more. Right. <laughs> okay. Aww, and yes. uh, the percentage is going to be a little different on it. It's not just going to be your level, but I'll let you know at a later time uh, when okay. you decide to use it, what you got to roll. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. Is there anything else you'd like to do, Bree? I think after that, she's just going to head out, and I think she's just going to walk around the campus. She's got a lot on her mind, and she's just going to keep walking. All right, sounds good. So, uh, we'll say you guys all meet uh, closer to the entranceway into the academy, the big gateway, and um, Sam and Sai, Bree, Darian, Lena, Velvet, you all meet up together um, with a cart, I believe the one that you guys entered in, uh, ready to go for yeah. you guys. <laughs> and Sai is hitching uh, Sam up to the front. He's, <laughs> he's pulling the cart. Yeah, yeah. Well, is uh, is everybody ready to get this next part going? Yeah, if we don't leave now, I don't think I'm ever gonna leave. So mm -hmm. I think, I, I think it's it's now or never, dude. Ready as I'll ever be. Let's yeah. hope we could all come back here one day. Oh, I, I plan to. That'd be nice. Takes one look at, uh, kind of does like a little last look just in case of the academy and kind of nods his head and. Oh, Darian, you're still here. <laughs> Lena punches it. <laughs> he leans forward from behind Lena, <laughs> just, a, just a period of you being like, yep, still here. I actually feel a little better about uh, this dagger in my hand than before, so thank you, Lena. You look, um, you look wiser? I don't know, but you, you, I, I, I'm getting, like, major level five vibes from you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and he leans over to Lena being like, you know, he's the only one who kind of mentions that weird stuff. Like, is he okay? <laughs> Darian, I never know if he's on some kind of drug or alcohol, so just nod and smile. That's what does I he, do. Does he think this is a game of some sort? Uh, I know, right? <laughs> Probably. And he nods a and game. smiles. Like, yes, level five. <laughs> yep, just this game we're playing, Velvet. That's right. The game of life. Oh, I. you know what? I should write that down. The game of life. <laughs> Oh, that's good. All right, so you guys are ready to ship off? Hell yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So Salmon pushes the cart into action, and slowly the cart gains momentum as you begin traversing away from the academy toward the island <laughs> of the Silver Flame. D&D Legend of the Silver Flame will be right back after a brief message from our sponsors. If you're enjoying our epic adventure, be sure to check out our social media pages at the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast. As well, spread word about us to your family and friends so they can adventure with us too. Thank you. And now, a word from our sponsor, Antonino's Pizza. Our specialty is pizza. That's what we do. It's what we do best. We don't offer pasta. We don't offer wings. We don't offer fries. We stick to what we do best, and we believe we do it better than anyone else. The best pizza in town or your money back every penny. We have three locations, South Windsor, Tecumseh at Manning and Amy Croft, and LaSalle on Malden Road.
You guys travel for most of the day until you're reaching sunset through the land of Valendia, making your way west. And finally, after going over the final hill, you see the land recesses lower and lower until you see the edge of a lake, the foggy lake. And at that lake's edge, you see a small army standing there in tents pitched, as well as the beginnings of a ship being constructed. You see they're chopping down nearby <laughs> trees and uh, at work for that. Um, Avery, was Velvet expecting the army to be much bigger by, because uh, Bray didn't tell him that nobody showed up yet? If you're expecting like everybody to be there, then yeah, only seeing the halflings and uh, dwarves that you've already seen is definitely disappointing. Okay, so as they're, like, going up the hill before they come down, Velvet's, like, crescendoing and is like, the uniter of the nations, that's me, Velvet. And he looks over the hill and he goes, oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me. (laughs) 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 Oh, wow. I look like an asshole for that song. Nobody? Wait, wait. Did you all know about this? No. No. No, no. I'm hoping there would be more, too. (laughs) Slow turn to (laughs) Bree. So I'm glad we all feel this collective disappointment for me. <laughs> Thank you. There could be more people coming. Yeah, but I wrote the song already. Now I just look like an asshole. Think of it as a dress rehearsal. I sang it for like a whole episode. It was like a motif. <laughs> now Lena, like... Lena eyes darring at the, the term episode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you just, I, I, you... I had to lean into it with, with that conversation. I had yeah. to lean into it. <laughs> Yeah, Darian just widens his eyes and like slowly turns away from Velvet and just kind of sits back. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, he, he kind of asks you, he says, wait, is it a game or a show? It can't be both, right? No, it's got to, we're not doing a show. It's, it's, it, this is so confusing. Game? A game show? Game We're getting show. real meta in the last uh, few episodes. <laughs> 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 By love. the final battle, we'll just be using our real names. <laughs> well, I guess this is it. The the island of the silver flame. Spooky, right? It's exactly like what I thought it would look like. Spooky. And the, f- the funny thing is, you can't even see the island. It's shrouded in fog. Yeah, yeah. the whole fog thing is... Mm. <laughs> well... Let's go see Kanos. We got we got a we got an army to deal with. We got shit to do. That's right. Yeah. Let's go. The end is Onward, nigh. Sam. Forward. <laughs> Sam uh, says, "Sigh," and he begins pushing forward <laughs> the cart. <laughs> Lena shakes her head at his strength again, just like, "Oh, god damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> and he pulls you down toward the army encampment of the halflings and dwarves, and you see the many of the army, it, much sorry, much of the army is at work cutting down trees because nobody thought, "How do we get to the island?" So yeah. you see Kano standing on, on top of this uh, makeshift platform saying, we have to get as much wood as possible, everybody. Please build this ship as fast as you can. And they're just lugging lumber and uh, cutting it and using their battle-made weapons to very quickly and cruelly toss together this ship. He notices you guys uh, approach with Salmon pulling you. He hops off his platform and says, well, I'm glad you made it. I, I was beginning to suspect that something may have happened along the way. Your Majesty. We're indestructible. Yes, and, and thank you for thinking ahead and and thinking about how to travel over the lake. That's something. And she turns to the group that we never, never thought of. Um, no, honestly. 
No, we didn't. <laughs> it, it clearly slipped my mind as well. Um, all this talk about an island and uh, just kind of lost track, you know, especially if the yeah. old refugee crisis and, and whatnot. Yeah, you've really been been great about all this this stuff, Kanos. Uh, thank you again for the millionth time for everything. Yeah, yes, of, of course. Uh, and I wanted to ask you guys, actually. I had heard from some of my soldiers in the castle that you were snooping on me the night that everything went down. <laughs> is, is that true? Uh... Can you really snoop on a best friend? Velvet says, smiling. <laughs> we were checking on your well-being, right? And she, he, he, he kind of like nods to the rest of the group, like backing up here. Yeah, yeah. yeah was, no, you it, can't snoop on a friend. You're, no, you're like our no, best no, friend. How, how many sure. times do we say our favorite king in the realm is Kanos. Have we oh, not said that like every day? So every day. many times. So mm. many times. Mm. He's visibly blushing and he says, oh, I knew it. <laughs> he kind of <laughs> scratches the back <laughs> of his neck. Um, yep. he, <laughs> he says, so uh, I'm sorry. I'm sure you read in my message, but it appears nobody has gotten back to us yet about traveling here, except for the Janassi, which Verna confirmed would be here. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, we just gotta Verna. give him some time. Did did Verna join them? What, is she here? N no, you mentioned that Verna told you, Bri, in a letter she sent you. Remember? She she did. I was just hoping that she was still with them and maybe found her way to Losherton. Uh, well, hopefully time will tell. Maybe she is with the Janassi still. Hopefully. I'm sure she's fine, Bri. She's pretty tough. You guys notice a man standing there and he is bald and he has tattoos on his face and he has these green snake-like eyes and he's just watching you as he's dressed in these very simple robes. And he, Darian pipes up and he says, um, everybody, and he kind of walks between the man and the group. I would like to introduce you to a very good friend of mine who decided to uh, meet us here. His name is Morthil. Say hi, Morthil. And Morthil just tenderly raises his hands and sort of moves his fingers in a wave like, hello. And Sai goes up to him and says, well, hello, Morthil. Mor Morthil. Morthil. Uh, how are you doing? And he tries to shake his hand. I am doing very well, thank you. And he shakes your hand and he feels like bony and slimy a little bit. Like he oh, constantly God. has cold hands. Um, okay. And Darian turns to you, Lena, and kind of yeah, waves Lena. you over to join him. <laughs> she takes a deep breath and then looks at the group and then slowly walks over to Darian. <laughs> yeah, Velvet's gonna go too and he goes, any friend of Darian is a lukewarm, mild acquaintance of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Bree's gonna look at Sai like, what is going on, and start following. Sai kind of shrugs. So, last night, Lena and I spoke, and we've come to the realization that we ha we have deep feelings for each other, oh. as, as he's looking Whoa. at you, Lena, trying to piece together the words. <laughs> and we, uh, we realize that our time may be short, and we have decided that uh, we would like to get get married. Get get married. <laughs> We're getting married. 
Uh, we're what? getting um, married. Right? No. I'm, I'm married? That's, Are you uh, sure? What? 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 <laughs> That's wonderful. That's what you want your last act on this earth to be, Lena? Hey. Getting married to a wet blanket? Velvet, why? Lena goes, <laughs> Lena goes up and punches, <laughs> punches Velvet in the face. Oh, yeah. Velvet just falls over on the ground. And <laughs> you just oh. hear her go. Lena leans over Velvet and says, hey, listen, I have spent my entire life, well, the last decade, ha- having it dictated by Rack. And I, and she looks back to Darian, decided I wanted to make a decision that was just mine, and Darian opened a door that I want to walk through. Uh, through Velvet's broken nose, you just hear, Fine, you have my approval <laughs> and blessing. <laughs> Lena smiles and extends a hand to to Velvet. <laughs> this partially bloodied hand grabs hers and it <laughs> comes up. Lena oh. turns to Brie and says, will you help him out, won't you? <laughs> oh, sure. And she goes over and um, helps Velvet up and gives him a handkerchief. And then Lena goes back face. and stands next to Darian. And, and Sai oh. kind of like pauses a moment, sort of, you know, dumbstruck. And then he just kind of says, well, congratulations, you two. I, 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 I'm so happy for you. I, I had no idea this little low was, was brewing between the two of you, but, uh, well, I had some clue, but, um, Weird. you know, Lena, <laughs> you need somebody to give you away. You know the man. Oh, uh, and she kind of gets a little taken aback by that, and, and, and she smiles and says, that would she looks to Darian and then looks back to Sai and says, that would, that would be, yes, Sai, that would be very, I, I, I would love that. Okay. Kano's, this get, is wonderful. And he's clapping. <laughs> I love Kano's. He says, I think, I think I know just the place. And he points over to the edge of the lake where there's this large cement, uh, or not cement, this large stone circle. And as you guys gaze upon it, you notice that uh, around the perimeter of this stone circle, there's all these intricate runes and, uh, and, etchings and depictions and you realize that it's actually a uh what's the word crap one moment one moment it is a (laughs) i can tell like an old teleportation circle essentially okay okay um he says it's the perfect place it's like an altar this is gonna be glorious yeah Um, yeah like i'm thinking like six out of ten at most your majesty (laughs) like only excitement factor And then he looks at, like, Lena really scared. Not Yeah, Lena's definitely giving him a look. Not that I disapprove. (laughs) I'm (laughs) just... Sorry, I have, like, no filter. I apologize. It's it's my greatest flaw and my most sexy asset, besides my ass, which is my most sexy asset. And that's actually why I invited my friend Morthil here. He was a really close friend of mine when I was a part of the Lords of Dust. And he's not a part of the Lords of Dust anymore. He puts his hands oh. out. Uh, I promise. <laughs> um, we, we actually, funny enough, we're kind of of the same thinking. We're like kind of wrong place, wrong time. And uh, he just looks a lot cooler than I do. Yes. Hey, Darian, you look cool. Stop saying that. No, oh, you're right. He does look cooler um, than you. But but he's gonna be the priest. Um, he he's going to officiate for oh. us. Uh, I, I wanted him to be a part okay. of this. Ooh. Very good, very good, nice. So we hope you'll all come and cele- celebrate. I, I, I guess we'll, uh, we'll see you. 
while I was thinking. Um, and then Morthal pipes up and says, when the sun is the reddest on the horizon. Ooh, a dusk wedding. Mm. Which, okay, uh, and, and you guys look at it. The sun is setting and Darn's like, I, I guess that's like, that's about 10, 10 15 minutes from 10 now. Minutes um, well, I have to change. Excuse me. And Velvet's going to go change. All right, everybody, you got 15 minutes drop. to get ready. How dare you drop a wedding on, you know how long it takes this to be like, goes up and down to look presentable. <laughs> I, well, oh, uh, uh, I'm still all blue, so, you know. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, yeah, just I like hard cut back to her. So Velvet's going to put on his finest silks right now. <laughs> okay, uh, everybody, what would you like to do to pre- prepare for this <laughs> very quickly impending wedding? Yes. Um... Avery, do we know anything about the water in the lake? Like, do we know that it's, um, can I touch it? Can I, like, go clean off the blue on my <laughs> You go to clean off the blue, and it, it does come off. It comes off <laughs> with the water. <laughs> um, right. If anything, you're just slightly tinted blue, uh, as if it's stained, but the, the majority of blue is gone. Except for your lips. There's something about your lips that it just seems to stick to. Different skin cells. <laughs> blue lips. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Lena. No, I was gonna say yeah. If if Lena can Lena go walk up to Sai while he's uh trying oh, to get course. the blue off of him. Of course, yeah. Um, hey. Oh, <laughs> hello. Oh, hey, scare me there. I'm a little on edge, you know. Final battle and all. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, that's actually why I wanted to talk to you really quickly. It's something I want to do before uh, the big. The big moment. Um, More than getting married? <laughs> that's the big moment I'm talking about, actually. Oh, um, oh, the, the other oh, big moment, I guess. The <laughs> and, second and that's the second big moment. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. all right. I get um, it. Um, she takes out her sketchbook and uh, hands it to, to Sai and says, um, I don't know what's going to happen in this battle and what kind of hellfire these demons might uh, rain down on us. Um, and I'm kind of more in the thick of it, whereas you, uh, you got your amazing powers and magic. Could you hold on to this for me just to make oh. sure it uh, makes it through? Uh, of course. Uh, well, yes, that, that makes sense. I'll uh, just put it here in my bag. Um, I, um, yeah. I have plans if all goes well to, uh, well, actually go pick up Nellie if she wants to oh. <laughs> um, maybe spend some time with me, but I want to, um, well, and take Darian as well, and uh, I would hope so. I want to give, I want, <laughs> yeah, I want to, um, I want to give that this to my sister, and and show her what I've been up to. I think it's kind of the reason I kept it going, to be honest. Oh. But um, like a, a collection of your stories. Uh, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Show her what I've been up to, so there isn't so much of a gap between us. I guess you could say, but. Um, what a good idea! Well, I will keep it safe, and uh, and uh, I'm I will give it back to you after we save the world. Hmm? Yeah, thanks. And uh, and she goes to uh, walk away, and then turns back around and says, "And hey, I um I hope you get to one day walk your daughter down the aisle, if that's her what she wants to do. But um, oh. just meaning, I hope you see her again. Oh. Is all. Oh. oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so do I." Well, I, uh, I guess I should try and look a little bit more presentable than I do right now. Oh, Lena, Lena, I, forgive me for saying, um, but mm-hmm. 
You look beautiful as you are right now. Oh. She smiles at him and says, Thank you, Sai, for, uh, for everything. I guess I'll, uh, see you at the start of the, uh, aisle or walkway or grass or whatever. I'm I'll be there. <laughs> and then she just turns and walks away. All right, anybody else? I think um, Bree's been gathering a bunch of flowers and she made hmm. a bouquet for Lena to carry. And Aww. she's got a little flower for Darian to put in his jacket. Like, so she goes over and gives it to them. And, um, here you go. I want to wish you both all the best. Darian says, are you sure you don't want to tie a rope around this so I don't lose it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you'll be good, Darian. <laughs> Thanks. Velva thank runs you. over panting. Oh, sorry. Lena, I, oh, I was just going to say thank you, Bree, for... Uh, Always thinking of the small details. No problem. And she smiles and turns and uh, walks over to where everyone's gathering. Velvet runs over out of breath, like panting. Is like, I couldn't decide between my two capes. So I wore both. And you can see she's got like two capes. <laughs> Overlapping. They're kind of centered around each shoulder. One is like gold and crimson. And one is like silver and green. And they're clashing very hard. But uh, he just doesn't care. Oh, uh, weddings are great. So uh, let's get front seats. Even though I think there's probably, we're only going to be the only ones there. But to the wedding. To the wedding. As you guys round the corner uh, from where you're getting ready, you see Kanos has orchestrated all the army to stop what they were doing and to be <laughs> an audience. And you see there's hun like oh. all like thousands, literally people oh just God. standing there. <laughs> Lena's heart starts pounding so hard. Shit, so much for the front seats. Ah, um. No, no, I, I, I saved you. Front and center seats. You deserve it. You are best friends, all of you. Oh, you're our favorite king, buddy. Thank you. And uh, Kanos uh, leads all the bridal party to to the uh, <laughs> to the front seats there. Um, and Darian just looks to you, Lena, as you're standing alone for a, mo a moment, um, and he just says, um, "Now, don't worry. Um, hmm? You'll just feel a pinch." Okay. Okay. Easy as that. That's a... Okay. Um, you sure about this, Darian? Yes. With everything in my body. Okay, the pause made me nervous, but that was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, it takes time for words to come to me sometimes. I, uh... Oh, I know the feeling. Speak slowly. Mm. I speak, mm -hmm. um... Slowly. <laughs> Fucking level fives, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Darian just kind of pats the flower, says, okay, I'll uh, I'll see you up there, and I'll, okay. I'll let Sai know to come back here to yeah. walk you down. All right. See you soon. Yeah. And uh, he takes his position on top of the teleportation what? circle. Uh, Velvet, as you're sitting there, you sit down, and you're looking toward the altar, and you feel someone sit down next to you. And they put and they put their hand on your shoulder and say, "A wedding here now." And it's Bones sitting next to you. <gasps> oh, Velvet smiles and says, "Oh, 
you came! I, yeah, I know. And like literally Lena and, you know what? I, I got punched for talking shit about it, so I'm not going to, but yes, yes, a wedding. But it's, it's kind of, it's kind of a, uh, makes sense, right? In the face of death and destruction and hellfire forever. Nothing like a good wedding. <laughs> I, uh, Velvet, I wanted you to know that I don't have my powers. I, I tried, but the moment I saw your cart take off, my heart sank into my chest, and I knew that if the end of the world is coming, then why the hell am I standing here than standing next to the man I love? Hmm. Uh, and although I can't help, I want to be next to you. You know, Bones, I hated necromancy anyway. <laughs> and he smiles and laughs and puts his <laughs> arm around you. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Sai, you make your way back and are next to Lena. Okay, so Sai kind of uh, sort of presents his arm for her to, to take. <laughs> Lena's like scanning the thousands of people and she looks <laughs> so nervous and she like shakily takes your arm and says, Sai, um, just um, if I pass out, just drag me up there, okay? <laughs> of course I will. You're going to be fine. And he kind of pats her arm on, on his arm. So many people watching. <laughs> in fact, the uh, the, la the back six rows are turned around, still looking at you, since you're just standing in the middle of the field. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, how does Velvet do this? How does he do this? Is it is it the thinking things are a game? I don't understand. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. ready? I, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, you can do this. Mm -hmm. Lena looks to Darian. What is he doing right now? Uh, you can see from the about 100 feet away that you are that he's shifting side to side and he's looking left and right and kind of just patting his legs and uh, rubbing his hands <laughs> together. Okay. She feels better <laughs> knowing that she's freaking out maybe too. And, he's, and she says, okay. And she nods to Sai and I guess they slowly start walking. Yeah, is there music that... <laughs> Uh, no, it is dead okay. silent. <laughs> As <right>. you guys, <laughs> uh, they, they brought weapons for war, not uh, music for merrymaking. Um, uh, Lena actually, like, um, Lena says, hey, as they're walking, she says, can you um, maybe uh, shoot Velvet a message and ask if you can uh, help make the silence a little bit less silent? And tell him to Absolutely. pick something good, please. Absolutely. And he uses the earring to say... Oh, right, the earrings. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. or, or I can do the mess. I can do no, the no, 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 no. No, the earrings are probably better. Yeah. Um, uh, Velvet, can you help with a little music musical accompaniment? You got it. And, yeah, he pulls out the lyre and... Uh, Something nice. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hello, Freedom Fighters! Oh, this God. is Vilvis Vilcorns! <laughs> Thanks for coming to the wedding. It's a very important part of my life to play the music for this wedding. Um, it's really a dream come true, being here. Uh, great crowd, great crowd. To, okay, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He, he like says it into the earring. I know, okay, okay, fine. <laughs> and he starts to play um, and sing this kind of, like, gentle song that... Uh, the The... The imagery that I think conjures in the voice is he's trying to um, conjure like a bunch of cherry blossoms in kind of mid bloom or sorry, conjure a bunch of the image of a, a lot of cherry blossoms just gently falling onto like a gentle stream. 
Oh. That's what he's trying to conjure with his voice here. That's amazing. <laughs> a, a wash of warmth goes over the battle-hardened crowd, and they seem to actually be smiling gently, watching Lena as you walk down the aisle with Sai. And you finally and, make your... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, can I... Um, can I, can I sort of hear the sound, and, and it's sort of conjuring this this uh, image of, of cherry blossoms. And can I cast Prestidigitation and kind of pretend, make it look like there's cherry blossoms kind of falling uh, around Lena? Oh, of course. So it looks like uh, cherry blossoms are forming out of the air around you and gently like a magical flower girl laying cherry blossoms on the path that you walk (laughs) going down the aisle. (laughs) And uh, an audible, oh, goes from the ground. (laughs) You make your way finally to the makeshift teleportation altar and you see Darian and Morthal standing there. Darian is like, panting very quickly like an excited dog but looks scary (laughs) (laughs) Lena smiles and just uh, mouths the words breathe he takes an audible breath and as he takes that breath Morthal says first I'd like to begin by welcoming everyone and thanking each and every one of you for being here on this most happy of days. It's no accident that each of you are here today, and each of you were invited to be here because you represent someone important in the individual and collective lives of Lena and Darian. I truly can't think of a better venue than on the edge of a forbidden island and cursed lake for an occasion (laughs) not only monumental for the wedded couple to be, but for all of us who are lucky to know and love them as individuals, but even more so as a perfect pairing. And he produces this, uh, this chord from his pocket. It appears to be like an extended rosary of sorts. You notice there are these uh, deep crimson bulbs connected with a black chain. And he wraps it around you guys. And he says, I will now place this wedding lasso around the couple to link their souls as one throughout our service. The most remarkable moment in life is when you meet the person who makes you feel complete. The person who makes the world a beautiful and more magical place. The person with whom you share a bond so special that it transcends normality and becomes something so pure and wonderful. You can't imagine spending another day of your life without them. Velvet, can you roll perception for me? Oh, no. Ooh. Oh, I, I shalt do that. Um, that is a 16. Okay. Nothing catches your eye as, uh, oh, as, you're, no. as you're watching. Oh, no. Uh, the you know what? Because he's crying at this point. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> the tears are, yeah, everything's blurry. <laughs> he's um, like crying and he like whispers to Bones, like, don't tell anyone that I cried for Darian's wedding because my God, I have a reputation to uphold. <laughs> <laughs> for our couple, that happened about a couple months ago or so, m- maybe less. <laughs> I know how deeply these two care for 
and love one another. And I feel privileged to be here today among all of you as a witness of their commitment to a lifetime of love for one another. Bree, can you roll perception for me? Okay. <laughs> oh, okay, good. That's a 21. 21. Jesus. So as, yes. he's, as he's speaking, uh, you take a closer look at the wedding lasso. Um, it's bright hmm. crimson colors standing out to you. And you see that it looks like there are uh, inscriptions on the wedding lasso from where you're sitting. And if you squint your eyes and look, it almost seems like there are uh, depictions of faces on the bulbs. You can't see their expression, though, exactly whether it's joyous or not. Mm. Yeah, she's going to um, telepathically say to Velvet and Psy, there might be something odd with that lasso that's being used on Lena and Darian. Just keep an eye on it for now. I can't keep my eyes on it. <laughs> <laughs> this contract is not to be entered into lightly, but thoughtfully and seriously, and with a deep realization of its obligations and responsibilities. The groom and bride... Each have prepared vows that they shall speak now. Do you want to go first, Darian? <laughs> Lena whispers. No. <sighs> okay, fine. <laughs> uh, um, Lena takes a deep breath. My mother used to say, be open to surprises in life, Lena, and... Well, you, Darian, were definitely a surprise to our group and to myself. One that at first I didn't treat very well, I'm sorry to say, but then I began to find endearing, uh, though I would not admit it to anyone. And then you truly surprised me in Ildechester and impressed me. And since then, I've tried to follow my mom's advice and be open. And with that, I guess you could say my, and she kind of squints at how cheesy it is, heart began to open. Something I never thought would happen. And I look forward, and she kind of looks at him and smiles and says, to seeing what other ways you surprise me. Oh, from the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Lena, for my whole life, I've always been at the butt end of jokes, at the bottom of the barrel, under people's feet, laughed at, pushed around, bullied, called terrible names, picked last for sports. I'm given the shittiest of weapons Never taught a thing Abandoned by my parents Really didn't have any friends Always lied to But the day I met you It didn't stop right away But I felt a change A seed was planted And something was growing And I realized that It wasn't only just my love for you But the seed of who I am deep down and who I'm meant to be. I feel like after meeting you and, and your group that I've stepped into the person I'm supposed to be. Someone who 
it's glad to be the butt end of jokes because I feel like without hmm. me, you know, who, who's there to make fun of? And to be bonded with you in such a special way is more than I could have ever hoped to get out of this life. And I'm honored to spend the rest of my life with you, no matter how long or short that may be. There's no awe after that. <laughs> yeah, Lena gets a little... She squints her eyes a bit when he says that, but um, kind of whatever hand they're not using, like, the bonding ritual or whatever it is, that she takes uh, his other hand, actually. Surprising herself doing it, but she just gets caught up in the moment and just kind of takes his other hand. Lena... Do you take Darian to be your husband? Do you promise to love, honor, cherish, and protect him, forsaking all others and holding only unto him forevermore? She looks into his eyes really seriously and then just says, I do. And Darian, do you take Lena to be your wife? Do you promise to love, honor, cherish, and protect her? forsaking all others and holding only unto her forevermore. I do. And Morthil brings out the rings and you all uh, in the front row can see that uh, they're very alike. They're, they're these two golden thick rings with this crimson blood red diamond at the top on both. Lena and Darian will now exchange rings as a symbol of love and commitment to each other. Wedding rings are special. They enhance who you are. They mark the beginning of a journey together. It is the seal of the vows and your fate as one. And you place the rings on each other's hands. And now, by the power vested in me, it is my honor and delight to declare you married. Go forth and live each day to the fullest. May you may seal this declaration with a kiss. Lena's eyes go wide at that, almost forgetting that that was part of it. And then she blushes <laughs> so hard again. And, um, and Darian kind of whispers, is like, <clears throat> we have to. She's like, okay, you know what? Here's some more surprises. And I think she's going to actually grab him and dip him and she kisses him. Yes. <laughs> so uh, people begin clapping and cheering. And as you grab him and uh, kiss him, Lena, can you just make a uh, roll constitution for me? Okay. Oh, no. I'm going to use... Uh, I'm going to use uh, oh, Kim's dice because I have more luck with that one. <laughs> Yay. Oh, crap. Um, oh, no. Maybe I don't. Um... Uh, 15, actually, not bad. Oh, okay, that was the DC. Um, so, Lena, you feel a prick from the ring as it sticks into your finger really quickly and on Darian's hand as well, uh, drawing blood. And in that moment, as you guys kiss and everybody's cheering, you see the sky. There's clouds and thunder and lightning strikes the lake and you hear thunder whoosh really close. And there's this waft of air underneath you guys uh, standing there kissing, uh, making your hair flail for just a moment. And it silences the crowd and everything goes silent. That is the service. Um, <laughs> Morthil's standing there at the silence. Uh, Congratulations, <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Darian. And people start clapping. <laughs> Woo! 
Lena kind of pulls away from the kiss and just looks at him, and he's, she says, you okay? Yeah. No, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Okay. That, that wasn't so bad, <laughs> he says. And he looks to your group, he says, I did it! Size <laughs> <laughs> so clapping and kind of tearing yeah. up from the stand. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Morthal, Morthal relieves you of the wedding lasso, wraps it up, and puts it in his pocket. Thank you for doing that. And he doesn't even say anything. He just looks to you and nods slowly and turns to Darian and says, my job here is done. Best of luck to you both. And Darian gives him a nod and Morthil uh, begins walking. Uh, he begins walking down the aisle to leave and people begin getting up and Kanos is like, all right, everybody, that was good break. Now uh, back to cutting the wood. <laughs> <laughs> I always love weddings. <clears throat> Are you, you okay, Velvet? Yeah, I'm fine. There's like a massive stack of tissues next to him. <laughs> how do we? Uh, how do we do? How are the speeches? The, the vows were beautiful. Yours oh, was yes. great. <laughs> <laughs> Yours was great. <laughs> oh, Lena notices bones and just goes, "Hi." Hello. I. Um, it's nice to see you again. She smiles kind of knowingly. It's like I'm nice to see you too. Glad you. Uh, Glad you came. Congratulations on the wedding. That, that is wonderful. Yeah, thank you. And she turns to Dar and says, uh, oh, so, uh, <laughs> this is, I can't believe, what, uh, what's your last name? <laughs> it's just Darian. <laughs> wait, you don't. You're, you're Dar now Dar Mrs. Lena Darian. I'm, wait, your first name, your last name's Darian? No, it's my only name. So you're now Lena Darian. <laughs> Lena Darian. Yeah. Well, bro. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Scratch that off my character sheet. No, no, no. Darian. It wouldn't be Darian Darian. That's just silly. And he starts laughing. <laughs> oh, I really hope your name isn't Darian Darian Darian. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of Darians. <laughs> As you guys are standing there, you hear a voice erupt from the army. Look! Upon oh. the hill! Oh, and we're looking upon the hill. What do we see? And you begin to see bodies crossing over the oh. hill from the north. Oh. And you see uh, as they approach closer that there is an assortment of creatures of multicolors. And you realize that it is the Genasi army. In small numbers, smaller than the halflings, but they're making their way over with these beautiful scimitars as they approach. And um, and then as, as almost simultaneously to the right, you see another army coming over the hill. And this one you see is a human army. And the leader of that yeah. army as they approach, it's huge as the three kingdoms, is led by Chester Williams as he approaches your group. The, uh, the, the black <laughs> Yeah, he worked his way the up the- black garlic. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh my oh God. God. He worked his way up the medieval corporate ladder and uh, he got yes. a job as an army general. Um, <laughs> and then next to that army, a small lizard folk army uh, led by a, liz a small lizard named Vaxlask, uh, dressed like a rogue approaches as well, much smaller than all the others. And then finally, um, an army of elves led by Darunia, the elven woman with the golden light armor, platinum blonde oh hair, God. and the green cat like eyes, uh, is led <laughs> as she Great. rides down on um, on a Pegasus. And behind her, 
are ambassadors of the two sides of the Fae. You see Mortar and Porter. Uh, <laughs> coming as well. And as you scream Porter, uh, Porter yells, Velvet! And begins uh, sprinting toward you uh, to embrace you. <laughs> and yeah, the, all the armies are here and everybody's clapping, cheering, meeting each other. And um, as well from the uh, Genasi army, um, the it's a fire Genasi that approaches their leader, uh, uh, Jan Rota. Uh, approaches and he has all these sick fiery tattoos on his body and uh, he's like super buff looking um, and yeah your, your army is amassed of thousands oh, upon thousands Benji. of people wow yeah, this is so, it and yeah sign goes up to velvet and said look look what you did Ah, I should have never doubted my extremely abundant talent for a moment. You're right, Sai. Exactly. I never never doubted for a second. So this is it. This is Valendia's last stand. Ooh, it gives me shivers. Just think about the songs they're going to write. I'm about to say. You could write a whole album on it. Porter uh, embraces you and kisses you on both cheeks and says, Your speech was beautiful, Velvet. Thank you, Porter. Thank you so much. And please tell your queen that we we could not be more thankful. This is, well, this is uh, this is it, my friend. Oh, I I want you to meet Bones. Bones, this is Porter. He is one of the many that taught me singing, and then I met you, and we changed the world. It is a pleasure to meet you, Porter. You too, Bones. I've I've seen a lot <laughs> of your work, and Velvet's raved about it so much. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you finally. <sighs> Well, uh, I feel like we look at all the group, and um, I, I, I think I think that we should summon the leaders. Yeah, for sure. Good. That makes sense. Excellent mm -hmm. idea, uh, Velvet. Uh, perhaps we should meet at our uh, at that teleportation circle to discuss. And to keep with the theme, <laughs> Velvet goes. I've always wanted a war council scene. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Just, just more face pops all around. Just so, <laughs> so you guys are all gather around this uh, portal, and are the teleportation circle. And standing there is your group with Darian. Uh, Salmon is there as well. Bones is standing behind you, Velvet. Standing there as well as Porter and Mortar and Darunia, and then we have uh, the others, which are the Genasi is Yandrota. Chester Williams standing there in the classic knight's armor. Um, Vaxlax, the wizard, the lizard leader, stands there in a roguish attire. Darunia. Um, and Kanos. I think that's everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's everybody. Pretty impressive, yeah. And Kanos pipes up. He says, uh, I, I guess I'll speak first. Um, have it, having... Uh, gathered everybody here and made the call from Bosherton. It is a pleasure to meet you all and all the leaders. I appreciate you all showing up for what will become to know, and I believe, as the second great war that Valendia has seen. It is sad to see that our orcish brothers and sisters could not come, and as well, may the dragonborn of the Ruby City rest in peace. And he kind of turns to the group and he says, I believe you all know more about this situation awaiting us on this island than any of us. Would one of you like to take the lead here? Um, Velvet leans over to the group and's like, oh, yes, of course. And then I lean to the group and whisper, how many Kyber shards do we have right now? 
Um, we don't have any. We, we need to get them. Oh all. dear. We, we, okay. We lost them. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> don't worry. I'll 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 really cushion the blow. Oh, okay. okay. There are no kyber shards in our possession. Oh, <laughs> your whole circle. Oh, <laughs> the, the whole circle immediately um, is in an outrage. Some because they're upset that it was taken from them. Others. Uh, because they thought others would have them still. And um, the leader of the Genasi, Yan Rota, speaks up. He says, what about Averna? She was supposed to possess ours. Where did she go? But you, you, haven't, you haven't seen her? I was hoping she came here with you. I've been looking for her. She left a few days time before us. She was supposed to meet you. She never arrived. We still have the ritual, though, right? We still have the ritual, though, right, Avery? No. Yes, you still no, have the ritual. We do. Oh, we do. Oh, we do. Uh, you still, okay. have the, you still have the ritual of distraction. Yeah. Okay. We do have that. There's right. at least that. Yeah. Lena pipes up <laughs> yeah. and says, "Yeah, we, we have the ritual, though, of distraction. So, we, I guess, just need to keep our eyes peeled on the battlefield for the army, uh, the other side, trying to resurrect Saul." Exactly, and and you know what? Actually, this might work out better because if they have all the shards, then we know where to focus. We know where they'll be going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they also will definitely underestimate us. They think they have all the cards in our deck. They don't know that half the world showed up to defend exactly. itself. That's they true. don't know that we know that they suck, which we do. <laughs> so that's also a thing. <laughs> Also, a thing, but no, I, I, I think it's true. We have to concentrate on the silver flame itself. We need to make sure that the ritual starts because when the ritual starts, I'm going to assume that they'll be the most vulnerable. They'll be out. They can't mm-hmm. hide them anywhere. It, it's, it's time going to be an issue. I, I look around and I said, does anyone know how long this ritual takes or anything about it? The ritual of resurrection that they will be performing hasn't been performed in thousands of years. We have very little knowledge left of exactly what went down at the battle, Darunia is speaking at this time, um, very assertively. And she says, we're walking in blind, but we must walk in regardless. And I fear that as we stand here, if they have all the shards that the ritual may as well be starting now. Then perhaps we need to come up with a plan. Uh, are we going to attack tonight, or...? It might be worth maybe some people doing some reconnaissance. Mm. Some people yeah. who are good at that. The lizard folk uh, leader, um, Vax Lask, steps forward and he says, Us lizard folk have a better memory of exactly what happened at that war. We've been told that the battleground which surrounds the Silver Flame is muddy and dark and unlike the material plane we stand on now. They have home field advantage. I feel that we must go as quickly as possible. Our armies take care of the demons and your small talented group go after the shards. Yes, I, I think I think that's a good idea. We we need at least one contingent patrolling the shoreline because if we if we fail and all five of us die, oh uh, sorry, and all four of us die. Oof. He <laughs> actually gets sad just thinking of Gary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If we die, you must stop every single demon from getting off this island. We will do what we must, but if you die, that means a demon overlord will be resurrected and all 
will be lost. I'm sorry, but fate rests on your shoulders. Well, fuck. Um. <laughs> oh, on that, no on, that, on that note, can Lena explain a little bit about their experience with the um, soul uh, possessing other people and how to knock kind of your troops out of it? Kind of what we, we know about that. I won't oh yeah all, for, no yeah. That, that's good like mm, uh that's they, good. they know they have something at least to work with that if that happens mm -hmm. so. and say so to just be careful of that and when you see that dark smoke pouring out of people's eyes it's a pretty clear sign <laughs> and mm -hmm. um Darunia says excellent i will pass it off the information to my warriors as well thank you lena Th yeah thank thank you you for being here Chester Williams speaks up. He says, I know that I just sort of got this job recently, worked my way up, uh, second to the king in command, I must say, a lot of power. But should we be expecting a fight as soon as we get on the island? Or should we expect it elsewhere, uh, under the, at the Silver Flame? And he looks, as he looks uh, around to whoever mentioned that. What, what do you guys suppose? What do you think? I think we have to expect the possibility that we might be attacked immediately when we get on the island. When we land, it's invasion time. Um, the, the more noise, the more attacking you can do, that buys us time. Most of us can go invisible. We'll take care of the rest and we'll get to the center of the island. We know what we have to do. Just keep them off our backs. We will, to the best of our abilities. We must keep Velvet Smooth Chords alive for future performances. As he laughs. Oh my God! Right? <laughs> I know. Trust me, we have a reunion tour planned, and I mean, I'm not saying that it's gonna be like the shit, but it's gonna be pretty fucking good. Okay, I'm just saying. So, when do we want to leave? Do we want a few hours to prepare? We cannot build enough ships in a few hours. Look at the number of people that have come. Oh, right, ships. Do we have access to anything portalisk? Um, bones. Yes, if it was within 500 feet. <laughs> <laughs> bones kind of taps you on the shoulder, Velvet. And he leans down and he whispers to you, saying, I um, wanted to give this to you as a gift before you left, but it's also something I wanted to give to you in person. Um, I, I have been to the island before. What we stand on right now is a teleportation circle, which I have used in the past for certain jobs. And there is a similar one on the island. I have the instructions on how to use it. We can use that to transport the armies straight there. No ships needed. Oh, to those poor trees. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Although we might be able to use that to our advantage. The, the ship, I mean. Oh, mm -hmm. distraction. Oh, like a, a distraction, yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. um, whoever, he, he looks to Chester and he goes, or no, you know what, he's going to look at Kanos because they're building the ship. He says, your best mariners should only get like a group of five, just the bare minimum it takes to drive that ship. Get close and light it aflame. Have them jump off and swim to the shore and join the battle but light it aflame. That way, even our portal, we could portal and on top of them, maybe even get some of them to surround the boat, thinking that we're coming, and we'll hit him in the rear. That is an excellent idea. I love it, Velvet. Mm -hmm. Yes, Velvet Smooth Quartz. <laughs> and everybody starts clapping for Velvet. <laughs> Honestly, being friends with Lita this long has taught me a few things about battle tactics, and I kind of give her a wink. Yeah, <laughs> she winks back. 
No, Velvet, that, that idea certainly has merit. I will make sure to have a small group as thinking that there's a flank there so they can divide their forces and then we'll continue to attack fully frontal. Ooh, full frontal. Sounds sexy. As soon as I said it, I was like, ah, oh, I should have <laughs> yeah, used I know. that. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, man. So we wait for the ship to be built and then we leave. Yeah. How, how long does it take to build the ship? Well, left? with more help, it should only take an hour. Wonderful. All right. Everyone should summon all of the soldiers that they can to build the ship. The five mm-hmm. of us have some getting ready to do, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We will meet back at the teleportation circle in one hour's time. Thank you, everybody, for coming, and may the gods smile upon our victory to come. I just run over to Kanos really quickly. Excuse me, Your Majesty. Um, remember when I showed you that uh, those schematics for uh, um, armor for a lion or a bear or something large to that extent? <laughs> um, I was wondering if you had it prepared. He looks to you, and you just see his lips slowly curl into a very big smile, mischievous looking almost, and he raises his hand and just gives you the uh, come hither motion as he begins walking toward a tent. Yes! Velvet starts <laughs> dancing over. <clears throat> Let's follow you for a moment. You're led into the tent, and um, you, you see a lot of weapons piled around everywhere, and then there's this one table with a large cloth over top, and it almost looks like it's in the shape of uh, uh, like a large beast laying there. He grabs it with one hand, and he flicks off the blanket and you see this beautiful metal armor built uh, that's adjustable depending on which large size animal uh, you end up pulling and it has uh, these horns these metal horns sticking through uh, the top headpiece and it's like think of like um in uh, the Golden Compass, how there's like armor for bears. Um, yeah, yes. so, something along those lines, but much more illustrious and accented with golds and silvers and uh, whatnot. Does it does it have that characteristic rainbow sheen that I asked for? <laughs> he produces a candle and he waves it over the uh, armor and you see the with the candlelight, it shimmers uh, different colors. And he looks at it and goes, ooh, your majesty, you're the best king ever slay. <laughs> and um, no, no joke, Avery, I rolled my D8. And I rolled a seven, which means it's a lion. Nice. Okay. So your lion erupts and yeah, he's got the armor there and Kanos is going to help you put it on your lion for you. Wow. Uh, So he he gets it on. I asked Kanos if he could send someone to bring my armor as well. Um, The one that I got decked out with the 50-50 machine. (laughs) So I feel like when he comes out of the tent, they have this matching rainbow armor thing. Yeah, your line is beautiful, man. The seat's perfectly made for you. Its mane uh, is sticking out of in all the right places, creating this really cool, almost braided look to the mane. Um, and it has like a headpiece that protects its forehead and it's uh, got like on its legs armor. Like, it's awesome. Oh, yeah, I strut past the group and I'm like, right? Whoa! Oh, but I'm impressed. <laughs> well, hey, we're going to war, baby. It's time to pull out all the goddamn stops. So whatever <laughs> your lion's AC is, uh, I'll have you add three to it. Yay, it's nice. now uh, 15. Hey, that's good. Oh, 12. That's good for a lion. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah right? This lion doesn't fuck around. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, Lena, uh, what would you like to do in this hour? Uh... I think uh, she's spending it mostly. Uh, she probably pulled Darian aside and is just checking his weapons, and they're sharpening it. And as they're sharpening uh, quietly for a bit, she she finally just blurts out, "Fishing." Fishing. 
that, that, that's what you were looking forward to doing when all this was over, right? Was it fishing? Oh. Huh. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's been so long. Like, I think it was fishing. I don't know. My whole identity has kind of shifted over the last little bit. I want you to teach me how to fish when all this is over. I, 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 want, I want you to teach me how to fish. You know, I really like the sound of that, actually. I think that could be really peaceful for us. She um, she actually puts her, her hand on whatever, if he's sharpening or whatever, and then just says, listen, I know this is gonna sound selfish and it's probably the wrong thing to say, but if things get really bad out there, Darian, you run and hide, okay? I don't, I don't know, I just, I don't want, you've been roped into all of this and you're doing great with your training, but I don't, those demons are bad. I don't know, I just, I don't want you to get hurt. I know that sounds selfish. Lena, I know what I signed up for. I'm going to be by your side. And he holds up the ring and he says, this demands it. I vowed to be. And plus I have to be. I know. I feel bad lying to the group again. Sometimes mm. the right thing isn't an easy thing to do. She nods. We're both worried. We both care for them. We both want mm. to see people live after this. Just remember yeah. that. Yeah. It'll be okay. Yeah. We'll get through this. We won't we won't even <laughs> have to go there. Don't worry. <laughs> You're it's right. It's gonna be so smooth. We'll be fishing at the Silver Flame. <laughs> Deal. Find some demonic fish. That'll be fun. Wrangle those in. Demonic fish. Mm. <laughs> Jesus. They just, I just figure they keep they keep sharpening their yeah their equipment. <laughs> Never fully comfortable. Always awkward. Eh? Yep. Yep. <laughs> awkward till the end. <laughs> and uh, Bree, what would you like to do in this hour, if anything? Yeah. So um, Bree's just kind of trying to center herself and prepare herself for the battle. She's going to try one last time to see if she can contact Verna at all. And I'm assuming there's nothing again. Yeah, you try your damn hardest with intent uh, to pray or to message her or to find any sort of connection that you normally have. And uh, you returned nothing in response. In fact, if anything, the response you get feels cold. Yeah, she just kind of puts her head down and um, yeah, a couple tears fall. Then she she wipes her eyes and she gets up and she goes over to where uh, Lena and Darian are. Hey, Bree. We were just hey, talking about going fishing. Um, Not now, uh, um, but at some point. That that mm. sounds wonderful. Um, congratulations to both of you again. It was it was a beautiful ceremony. Um, yeah, considering it was put together in 15 minutes, I was actually really surprised. The the flowers were beautiful <laughs> that you made. Thank you. Um, mm. Thanks. I'm, I'm glad I could help. I've, I have a favor to ask both of you. Sure. Oh, yeah. Look, in, in case, in case anything happens to me during the battle, could you, if you ever find Verna again, could you give her my necklace? We'd be happy to do that for you. Thank you. And um, she shows them the other one and she said, 
I, I actually got this one from, um, Verna's brother is actually working in the Church of Mistra back at the Academy. Huh. And he gave me this. She doesn't know he's there. Um, so if, if anything happens to me and you do find her, could you please let her know that and give her his necklace and tell her to go see him? Yeah, uh, Lena kind of puts her hand on uh, Bree's shoulder and looks at her and says, Hey, you're going to be okay, Bree. I, I hope so, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that all of you are okay. Well, you're, you're going to be busy, busy with that ritual, probably. You're, you're the best person for the mm. job, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I'll be busy with that, but until then... I'm going to be doing everything I can to try to keep all of you safe. Well, we'll be doing the same thing to you. Right, Darian? You always do, Bree. You always do. We'll return the favor. Hmm. Thank you. I'm so lucky to have you guys. And she hugs them. Aww. <laughs> Steph, you always do all scenes. Yeah. I always <laughs> <in your> scenes. <laughs> <laughs> and... Kim, what would you like to do in this yes. hour? No, see, we're going with uh, the actors' names, and you're right, Eric. Oh, right, yeah. Sorry, yeah, so, and sorry. sorry. Oh, it's happening! It's happening! It is. <laughs> uh, so, Sai actually is going to take the hour to, um, and actually, Avery, let me know if I can't do this um, because. He's sort of thinking about his own mortality and uh, the fact that he has the ritual of destruction. And he's worried that if something happens to him, they'll lose that, like if he gets taken or whatever. So he's going to make a copy of the ritual. Um, is there anything magical about it? Can I just copy it down onto regular paper? Uh, parchment the ritual whatever? of destruction, unfortunately, is like a super ancient artifact like item uh, it's oh, not okay. so simple as just the words on the page so unfortunately no okay. yeah okay well, <laughs> if it was then, that easy um, they'd have copies of it everywhere <laughs> that's true that's true well uh, i thought i'd ask um no, for sure no problem well, maybe i can make a magical copy or something but anyway um so uh i guess then what he'd do is he just kind of can i read it i mean can i like study it just to make sure i know what to do in case you know when, when the time comes or yeah, for sure. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, so you, you spend time with it. Um, if it comes down to it and you end up having to perform the ritual now that you've studied it, uh, you will be able to perform it. Oh, okay. Great, great. And uh, and then I spend a little time with Sam just kind of talking to him about what's going to happen. I, I'm sure he doesn't really understand half the words I'm saying. But... He's a great listener, though. He is. He is. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I would probably am doing a little venting to him too, right? You know, just being mm. kind of, you know, trying to calm myself down too. And he places a giant meaty hand on your back and uh, just like rubs it up and down as you're venting about your fears Aww. to comfort you. And he says, Thanks, Sam. <laughs> Mimic. Aww. And he kind of takes that, Sai takes that as sort of like, um, you know, Mimic was always uh, Geriad's sort of right-hand bird. So, <laughs> um, that Sam's kind of like saying, "I'm I'm there to get your back," kind of thing. That's how he's kind of taking that that uh, that mimic. Nice. So an hour goes by, and people have 
pleasant conversations, actually. That was great. <laughs> and all the leaders and the armies as well amass as the sun is finally set and darkness begins to descend upon the land. And Bones is standing at the teleportation circle with a large scroll. And he looks to your group and the leaders and the army standing behind you. And asking you, Velvet, says, Are we ready to enter into hell? Yeah, I, I, I think so. And he's on his line and he gives a whistle. And funnily enough that you should mention Mimic because we haven't really talked, talked about, about it much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he sends a whistle and Mimic, who's been here the entire time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I feel like perches up on his shoulder and because uh, he's definitely going to be useful, I think, for us. Um, Hell yeah. And uh, yeah, I think uh, Velvet looks at everyone else and says, ready to go? as I'll ever be. He puts his hand in and he says, finer things, right? The finer <laughs> things club. <laughs> and Sai puts his hands in, and oh, yeah. his hand in and, yep. and kind of motions Sam to do the same. And he does. <laughs> uh, he does the same for Mimic too. I want Mimic's little, little <laughs> feather, feather in yeah. he, he leans over from your shoulder and extends his wing as, to his best of his bird-like Aww. ability. That's awesome. Oh, we love you, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Does the lion paw go in there too? You, yeah, sure if you want it, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. <laughs> Velvet smiles and he says, Teaglock on three. One, two, three. Teaglock! I feel like all these armies are just standing here watches, watching us do this. On Teaglock? Yeah, looks and says, we were having a moment. No, on Teaglock, they all start smashing their weapons oh. off their shields and hitting yes. their ground and stomping and, and nice. cheering uh, in tandem, led by the dwarves. Teaglock! 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 Getting Teaglock. amped for this as they're yes. smashing their weapons. <laughs> and... Bones looks to you with his hair standing on his arms and he gives you a nod and begins speaking as loudly as he can over the screaming of the armies, rhythmically pounding their weapons and their shields. And his scroll he's holding begins to glow with these golden colors in the night. And the teleportation circle underneath his feet begins to glow with the runes glowing the golden color as well as light begins to grow more powerful and powerful. Wind feels like it's being swept out his cloak as he's standing there and the armies are pounding their weapons harder and harder, faster and faster, as he's screaming at the top of his lungs for his words to be heard. And finally, he smashes his hand into the ground and a golden wave of energy uh, bursts out from where he's standing in a circle, extending past the army as they're smashing as fast as they can, just creating a chaos of noise. And when he releases his hand from the teleportation circle, this giant golden circle erupts in the air, about 30 feet wide in a semicircle. And through it, you can see the island in the middle of this lake. You see the dead trees that line its black, sharp beach, and you see this gray, decrepit tower right on the beach where it's closest, and in the distance, the remnants of an old kingdom, this old castle, battle-worn and weather-worn, decrepit in the distance, and you all run through that gateway with the army behind you as they're screaming and battering their weapons, leading the charge. And as you guys enter onto the beach, you notice that it's dead quiet. There's nobody to meet you at the beach, nobody in the tree line, nobody to the left and right. And the army, eventually after they pile through, they, they quiet down. And when the portal finally closes and you're encircled in fog and dead trees, there's not even wind, the no chirping of birds nothing 
dead silence as you stand there. What else you guys see is there's the tower before you on the beach, and you notice a a very um, opaque light beam shining toward the kingdom, and one, another tower to the far west, the same thing, a light shining toward the kingdom, and a tower to the far east with a light shining toward the kingdom, the view being blocked by the wall of trees there. What would you like to do? So there's there's light shining towards like inward towards the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, does it look like any kind of magical light, or is it? Oh, just definitely. Light? Oh, definitely. Oh. <laughs> okay. 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 Um, would I recognize like what ta- like what 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 it's doing? I'm trying to figure out why it's being lit. Is it is it just for? Is uh, it your your confusion is honest. Like Sai does isn't even sure uh, exactly what these towers are doing. Uh, Lena looks down at like the ground. She kind of steps like a few steps, not very much, but like kind of further into onto the land. Is there does there look like there's fresh fo- footprints anywhere? You don't near even the towers. You don't even have to roll survival. Um, mm-hmm. There's footprints everywhere. Of all clawed Did, shapes they and look sizes. Fresh? Do they look pretty fresh or no? They look untouched, but because the, this seems to be such a dead environment, like there's no wind or nothing, like right. um, you're actually not too sure how fresh they could be, but they're right. they're pronounced. Mm-hmm. She like points to them and says, "These don't look good." Uh-uh. Um, can. We can't really use. We can't really connect with Mimic, right? So we can't even send him to see anything. You could, um, but he would just have to come back and report. Oh, that's true. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Ooh, yeah. Matt. I hope we don't kill your bird. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Velvet will then whisper into Mimic's ear, and be like, "Mimic, we need you to go and the first thing that you see, look for whatever could make these make these prints in the mud." He gives you a nod, and his eyeglass piece sort of telescopes out and in, and he takes off from your shoulder and begins flying through the air. And you watch as he flies toward the west over one tower and circles, slowly flies over the kingdom in the center, stays there for a moment, and dives down, and then you lose him behind the tree line. (gasps) I'm sorry, Matt. And then after a few moments, he returns up oh from the God. tree line, flying oh back God. up. Okay. Avery, you asshole. Fly, oh my God. Flies to the tower in the east and returns. The whole thing takes about 10 to 15 minutes. And um, he lands on your shoulder and he says, Light bridge. A light bridge. Well, show us the way. Go, Mimic. And uh, he, he begins flying and he flies over the tree line straight toward the kingdom and is uh, watching for you guys to follow on foot behind. All right, Velvet tells the line to giddy up. Should we follow, says uh, the lizard folk leader. Yeah, I was wondering, I was, mm, should we send them ahead or kind of keep them, keep them in the, keep them covered, keep them hidden? Ch- mm. Chester Williams says, you should go on ahead. And then Darunia pipes in saying, we must all march together in case there is any oh, surprises. No. Kano right. says, whatever um, you guys want. <laughs> Kano says the Hufflepuff. 
<laughs> no, he's right. Most of the fighting is going to happen deeper in. We, mm-hmm. I think we should all go. Okay. Okay. Very well. All right. Uh, uh, Velvet, do you want to go invisible now? Just in case? Yeah, you got it. And I'm going to use... Okay, uh, Avery, I'm going to cast Greater Invisibility. Because huh. um, that lasts for a while, right, Eric? It lasts until... Uh, sorry, I'm just going to search through I still here. want you to waste your spell slots. No, it, yeah, oh, I know I'm concerned yeah, no, spell it's, slots. <laughs> yeah, it's only up to a minute, so I'm probably not going to do that. Mm, okay, mm. okay. Um, I think invisibility is, is longer, but it's you can't cast spells then. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. I have to cast it on the lion, too. Um, mm-hmm. It's an Fair. hour. Uh, well, no, no, no. Okay, so you can cast it on a third level slot or higher, and you get one additional target. So I'm going to cast it as a third level spell, Avery, okay. and I'm going to make myself and my lion invisible, not greater invisible, just invisible. Okay, okay. Sounds good. So in that instant, yeah, uh, the beautiful rainbow sheen that's providing the little joy that seems to have on uh, be on this <laughs> island and it goes invisible. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you guys begin pressing your way through. You follow the demonic tracks, um, the, and they cover the whole beach, the whole grass uh, plain before the trees. Like, looking at the number of footprints, it probably matches the size of your army you're starting to guess. It's a big demonic army. Mm-hmm. Um, you make you begin making your way through the trees, and within the trees, there aren't even leaves on the ground. It's been so long since they've had uh, bounty on their limbs. You silently, as an army, make your way through the woods, through the dark woods, seeing peaks of Mimic in the breaks in the trees above you as he flies, leading the way, until you finally break through to the other side of the woods, and before you lays an immaculate castle or at least it once was at a time. Now laid in ruin with burn marks and blasted walls and broken chains and not in the glamour it once was. You see as well that the three lights from the towers all center down into this space, a moat between the castle and the land that you're standing on, where this magical bridge of this crimson dark swirling energy has been formed to cross the moat into the kingdom. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> we don't have any choice. We need to press forward. We know we what do. our goal whoa, whoa, is. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, should we check if there's traps or, or, or if it's there to alert them of their our presence? I mean, it, it looks like it, they could have created that. No? Well, that could be a good idea. to get over there. Hmm. Can someone can someone test it? If not, we just gotta trust it. <laughs> Chester Williams speaks up and says, "Grunt!" And uh, one of the oh, a random no. soldier comes <laughs> forward and says, "Yes, Chester, <laughs> step on that bridge." <laughs> yes, oh, no. Chester. Oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> and uh, he slowly walks over to the bridge and very confident at first, but then he gets right to the edge and he kind of just stops holding his pike and doesn't move for about thirty seconds. <laughs> And then he looks oh, back no. at Chester, and Chester just waves his hand to go forward. You <gasps> see the man visibly take a breath and release it. Oh, no. And he takes a step onto the bridge and stands there for a moment. Unscathed. He takes a few more steps, walking slowly until he's right in the middle. Oh, no. And he turns around and he says, I think it's good, uh, sir. Oh, no. 
Oh, I, I feel so bad for the guy. Velvet throws like three gold coins his way. <laughs> I, I honestly, I, I feel like right now we should probably be trying to take the moral high ground on most of the things we do. So I feel bad for you, right. buddy. And uh, he, okay. he's actually okay. Oh, thank oh, God. Yeah, okay. yeah, nothing, God. Nothing's happened. I was like waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm like, <laughs> all right, well, uh, forward. Okay. And, uh, uh, well. Yeah. Shall we go, then? The invisible uh, body of Velvet. Although you can hear the lion walk, probably. But it is on the move. <laughs> See little little paw marks. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah in the dirt. Yeah. Lena's keeping an eye just on everything, though. Like, she's const- she doesn't trust anything. She's, like, constantly just scanning around. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, roll perception for me, Lena. Um, 22. Yes. Okay, so as uh, the army and you guys leading it begin walking over the bridge, Lena, you're looking around the gateway uh, where the, uh, a portcullis once was, and you see just barely this glint of energy, I guess you could say. And as you take a closer look at this one spot, you almost see the translucent outline of an eyeball just sitting amongst, <gasps> like, against the wall. It looks like an arcane eye just staring at the army as it crosses. Um, Lena quickly turns to wherever Sai is and grabs his, um, uh, grabs his arm and, Whoa. and says, don't, don't look, but, and she like, she's like, you're four o'clock or whatever the fuck what? it is. She's like, I'm not supposed to look. Okay. don't, don't look yet. Just, just, there's, I don't want to, I don't want to give away that we know, but, um, and she describes the arcane eye and she's like, just, just casually look and check it out if you can. Okay. And Sai kind of goes, Ooh. Kind of does that one of those stretches <laughs> towards the eye. Um, what do I know about arcane eyes? Roll Arcana for me. Okay, that would be a twenty, dirty twenty. Okay, so you know that uh, they're generally it's an, an magical eye that hovers in the air, and you can mentally whoever cast it can mentally receive visual information from the eye. Um, and you also know that generally arcane eyes only last up to an hour. Mm. So it's pretty recent. Okay. So I convey that to the rest of the group. Using the, we'll use the earrings. Watching us. Oh, yeah. 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 Earrings. Mm. Um, somebody's watching us and they've done, they've, they've been here recently. I don't know if we should give away that we know that they're watching or not. No, we need to make sure that they think that we're completely clueless. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. If we know that they're watching us, that gives us at least the advantage in that we know that. Should we be checking mm-hmm. out some of these buildings? Yeah, I mean, I think it's time. I think we can break away from the army. I think they know where to go. We can start doing our own thing now. Okay. Do we know, Avery, generally which direction the Silver Flame is? I know we see a giant mm-hmm. castle in front of us. Uh, so Do we assume we just have to go aren't through too it? Sure, where the silver flame is, mm. uh, Lena. As you're thinking back to the visions you've had at the silver flame, I was just gonna ask. Yeah, yes. um, this doesn't look like the area that you've been as you're entering into the kingdom. Hmm. Guys, I think we need to push farther. This doesn't look anything like where Rax shown me. This army is moving too slow. They're 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 gonna meet, but I think we need to get out of here. We need to do our own thing. Lena, Lena's actually gonna fall back. Is Darudia nearby? Um, yeah, yeah. I'll say she's uh, she's nearby. Lena conveys to her um, kind of what they've seen 
Um, she's like, you seem like a fierce, fierce warrior, and I still absolutely adore your weapon. Um, what do you think we should do from a battle strategist standpoint? Well, are we where we are supposed to be yet? Is this... No. I don't see a silver flame. Perhaps... No, we have a far way to go. Perhaps it would be best then for a smaller group to adventure through the castle just to see what they can find first. Because I agree, I wouldn't want an entire army to walk into a choke point or somewhere where they can spring mm. an attack of opportunity against us. We need a heading, Lena. Our armies need a heading. If you can find that for us, we will follow. All right. Create a defensive perimeter so they can't get us and uh, let's go in. Let's do this. Of course. Okay. okay. We, we don't have much time. Mm-hmm. All right, so you guys uh, begin going further into this large castle alone. Um, I'll say that you guys walk through a large archway, um, pushing the large wooden door to open. And through this archway, you now see, because you've only seen the castle from the outside, that a lot of this castle and kingdom is destroyed. You enter into this large area where it looked like there used to be buildings and a market and towers. It's a very large area. And all these things are crumbled and gone. What used to be streets is just mud. This entire area is just this thick, thick pressed mud. And you see all the demonic tracks uh, have piled into this area and seem to have settled here. The other thing you notice in the center of this area is a large golden bell sitting upon this stone casing, just right in the center, with a large, thick black rope hanging down uh, to hang it, or to uh, to ring it. And uh, sorry, is that where the all the demonic army army? ended up? Is it around this bell or somewhere else? Yeah, you guys see the tracks all circle around and all the footprints are landed in this area of mud and thick mud in this bell. Um, can I, uh, you know what, Let can I do, uh, I don't know, uh, a check on the bell to see if it has any magical properties? Yeah, roll Arcana. Okay. And that is a 29. Oh my gosh. Jesus. <laughs> yes. So as you begin to approach the bell side, you can feel it in your chest, this tension in the air uh, that just begins to almost suffocate your lungs in a way the closer and closer you get to this bell. It seems to be a source point of some dark energy. Oh, oh I don't like that bell. There's some dark energy around that. This is no ordinary bell. Well, what do you think, Velvet? Hell if I know. I don't like any undead demon magic. This is fucked. I mean, if I had it my way, we should just sever the bell's connection. Then they can't ring it at all. Is it possible to do that, Avery? You could try. But like, what? what is it? Is it a chain? It's not a chain, a rope? It's a, you it's said a, it's a rope. black rope. Yeah, it's a okay. black rope. Uh, Lena takes out... Um, I was going to say my great axe. Um, Lena <laughs> takes out Lord Thana's short sword and says, What do you think? Should I just chop it off. I'm not as strong as I used to be, but I can try. Yeah, I think we should try it. All right, so Lena, you walk up with the Sh Thana's short sword, and just as you go to lift it to strike at the rope, you see Thana's short sword, these etchings begin to glow along the curious. flat of the yes. sword. And in tandem, oh, no. <laughs> it begins to glow around the edge of the bell, and you notice that it's written in Infernal. Oh, I can't read that anymore, I don't think. 
for the sake of being able to move on, I'm going to say, yeah, you, yes. you can leave, you can read Infernal. <laughs> Perfect. Yay, I get another language back. Okay. <laughs> so what does it say? On the bell, it reads, The Gateway to the Silver Flame. I say that to the group. Oh. They're already there. They used this to get to the silver yes. flame. Oh, oh great. How do, how do we, how do we, do we, we must ring it. We must ring it, right? I, Good thing we didn't that's cut the, the only way. We, I, it sounds like that's we, what has to happen. We gotta go there. Uh, Lena, I think you should do it. This is kind of your thing anyway. Um, can we send like a note on Mimic or something to warn the army of how to get there, I guess? Oh, don't worry about the army. Perfect. Okay, <laughs> Lena, Lena looks at the group and says, ready, everyone? Ready. I guess we all step closer and she, uh, she rings yeah. it. Oh, God. You swing this heavy black rope and it pulls the metal ball within this bell and it just crashes into the side of the bell with a really deep ring, like, doom, that echoes throughout the kingdom. And the the metal ball swings back and rings it again, doom, and you feel these waves of energy sort of hit you as this bell begins to ring. And looking around, you can notice, you begin to see the sky starts to close up and become darker and darker above you. The rubble all around you in the kingdom, you begin to hear shifts and slop as it begins slowly descending into the muddy terrain all around you, sinking. And you notice that yourselves are sinking into the mud slowly, with your ankle deep, knee deep, as the earth is swallowing you up and darkness consumes the sky. You all fall through the mud, sinking, sinking until there's darkness, and you come out upside down, but right side up, Ooh. laying on the ground. And as you sit up, you see that you're in a completely different realm, but at the same time, the same place. The kingdom is around you and rising through the muddy, bloody battleground that surrounds you. You see the remains of humans, lizard folk, elves, all the races in the land you could think of everywhere strewn throughout the mud of this battlefield. Old weapons still stuck in bodies laying there and fires burning gently on uh, various weaponry and um, trebuchet and all that. And you can hear in the distance the, the screams of the large army that brought you as they're also being sucked through and spat out in their <laughs> respective location. And above you, the sky is completely dark and everything goes silent once more. The only thing you can see in the distance is a silver light far off beyond the tree line. And our scene will fade away on you guys. And we're going to be backtracking just a little bit. Our medieval camera opens back up. <laughs> it's, the, it's, the only, it's the only best way to say it. Um, at the Academy, it shows Lena, Velvet, Bree, our group, saying goodnight to each other the night before and all going their separate ways. Velvet spend the night with Bones and others to go to their dorms. It follows Darian as he stands there as everybody walks away. And he walks back toward the tavern that you guys drank at. And he enters, and they're closing up very soon. There's just someone cleaning the tables at this point. But there's a figure sitting at one of the tables, waiting for Darian. And you see a man with tattoos on his bald head and green snake-like eyes. 
Darian. It's been a while. Darian sits down. Thank you for coming on such short notice. And the f- Morthil leans forward and immediately gets down to business and says, Darian, what you told me you want to do, what you are planning is suicide. If not at the hands of the Lords of Dust, I know what I'm doing. You know what will happen if the Lords of Dust succeed. But Darian, your actions with this align with theirs. Do you understand? You are trusting a demon overlord. Any chance is better than doing nothing at all. I can't shake the feeling, Morthal. I can't shake the feeling that we are going to fail on that island. And this is only insurance, anyway. Does your betrothed know that it is a joint contract? And Darian says nothing for a moment, tapping the table. She will only know what she has to. Morthal nods, and he produces two rings, these thick golden rings with diamonds, the shade of blood, as well as a wedding lasso, which now you can see up close has runes and grieving faces and demonic visages along its beads. The world will end one way or another. I just never thought possibly at your hands, Darian. Darian says nothing as he grabs the rings. And he turns to leave and says, I'll meet you at the lake. And he walks out of the tavern. And Lena, you just left your group. You made your way to your dorm, past students breathing fire from their fire whiskey, playing games, studying up late. And you finally enter your dorm and close the door, entering a peaceful silence. But before you're able to even rest your head on your pillow, you hear a knock at your door. Alina uh, gets up kind of carefully and just mutters, who is it? It's Darian. Oh, oh. Uh, she goes and opens the door. Hey, you're up late. Hey, um, do hmm. you mind if I come in? Um, sure, yeah. And uh, he- Come in. <laughs> he enters and he kind of walks straight toward a chair and sits down and he's tapping his foot. And he just looks up to you and he says, Lena, um, well, there's no way of asking this. Um, he gets down on one knee and produces oh. a ring. <laughs> and he says, uh. What if I told you we could get Rack back? Bring your players to exciting fantasy worlds with Sword Coast Soundscapes. With over 100 different D&D soundscapes on YouTube, Sword Coast has ambient tracks for any setting from coast to coast, some of which you can hear in this podcast. If you're loving the music you hear in this campaign, then consider supporting Will Savino on his Patreon, Music D20, where he is constantly dropping new music to elevate your tabletop games. Just go to www.patreon.com and search Music D20. After choosing a patron tier, you'll get access to hundreds of tracks thoughtfully composed for your adventure role-playing games. Hey there! 
Thanks for listening. Tall Tale Theatre Collective is proud to announce that we are expanding our podcast network to now feature two programs. We will continue to present our horror series, Night Terrors. Welcome to a world of thrills, threats, and terrors. Night Terrors is an anthology radio play podcast that will bring you face-to-face with your nightmares. Come listen, if you dare. Introducing our newest program, Fantasy Fantasia, which includes two RPG podcast campaigns. The first is Dungeons & Dragons Legend of the Silver Flame. Experience laughs, suspense, and triumph with a motley crew of adventurers who could be the last hope against great evil long thought to be vanquished. The second is Monster Hearts Undergrad. Follow the tale of romance, mystery, desire, and murder as an unlikely bunch of mostly pubescent monsters navigate their social, academic, and supernatural lives at Oakhurst College. Listeners even get the chance to weigh in on the action of both campaigns. For more, visit our website at www.talltaletheater.com. Tall Tale Theater Collective. Grow with us.